Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Allison. I'm Russell Howell. And this is Dark by Chance, from like all things movies, television, streaming, news, all that good shit. And this this week, because, because the year just feels naked without it, we decided to uh, bring out one of our Scarefest staple outside of the month we are doing a Stephen King week. Uh, to which this is a this is like a weirdly split poll. Like, like yeah. I first like, I thought we were gonna watch Graveyard Shift and just like why? Yeah, it was it was really crazy Graveyard Shift, and then we had a, uh, a sh- literally a shift uh, to thinner and thinner. um yeah. yeah. So, so we're uh, we're talking we're talking thinner today. Uh, before we get into that, we're going to get into our you know our usual stuff. First of which is the wonderful world of sports. Uh, got a lot to talk about today. So first thing I want to talk about is uh, we got some NF some NF no, sorry MLB awards for the end of the year. Uh, Cy Young Award. I uh, was one of Justin Verlander. It's his third in his career. I mean, well deserved. The dude is one of the best pitchers in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, especially for I mean, his I age, that, like, one, one of the best pitchers of his generation. Yeah, um, especially for, for his age as well. Uh, you know, it's hard, especially at his age, to win an award like that. And he just had a really uh, solid year. Uh, yeah, uh, no surprise to anybody. Uh, American League MVP was Yankees. Uh, he was the Yankees outfielder Aaron Judge. Uh, we well deserved dude broke the, the American League record for single season home runs. So, yeah, that was a no brainer right there. Yeah. And uh, the uh, National League MVP went to uh, St. Louis Cardinals first baseman Paul Goldschmidt. He had a he had a fantastic fucking year. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was he was on the whole entire year. So, yeah, not a surprise there either. Uh yeah, so I mean, congratulations to all those. I just I'm I'm like getting like more and more scared that like we're not going to resign Aaron Judge. Uh, I know it's like a very like a highly likely situation just because it is the Yankees and he's going he's going to get a massive massive contract this offseason. But I just I, I don't I don't you you, you can't let that kind of talent build. I, th- I feel like they will, but you can't let that happen. I mean, they're a big market team though, so you have that going for you. I mean, if, if he's going anywhere, it'll be like an LA, a Chicago, a you know, a bigger team like that. But I mean, it just makes sense if they would, or or a Boston. But it would it would make sense if they keep him. But who knows? I've seen crazier things before. So, uh, looking over some, some college football stuff that went on, a couple of big stories to talk about. First of which, uh, Notre Dame uh, now ranked Notre Dame after beating uh, beating Clemson, who was top five, which was insane nobody saw that coming uh put the screws on i know they're boston college but jesus christ yeah they uh and did you see the uh before the game like when it started and yeah then, like it, after the game it, the, it photos. Just got, the weather just got like progressively worse yeah we've gone to games like that um it's really? crazy yeah uh we went to uh michigan indiana uh this was a handful of years ago it was like it was decent out then it was bad same thing with michigan ohio state turned bad too last year um I mean, it was cold, and then it started to get like like thund like like uh, winter storm like esque. So, uh, but yeah, it was just kind of crazy. It, it was never like that though. Like Notre Dame's uh, in South Bend, it was like completely clear, and then all of a sudden, um, like a big snowstorm it was completely crazy. Uh, yeah, a couple of big upsets to come over, to come over the weekend to college football this weekend. Uh, let's see. Uh, one we had Arkansas, the unranked Arkansas being number fourteen, Ole Miss. That was a surprise. Yeah, uh, but was that good? No, I was gonna say Arkansas was ranked at one time, so I mean, it, it's still an upset. Um, but uh, Arkansas usually has a good football program, so I mean, especially with the battle of an SEC teams like that, um, it's, it's kind of up in the air. 
uh, Georgia Tech uh, managed to beat a team I forgot was ranked, North Carolina. Yeah, football, I, which is great, which was crazy. I, 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 I just feel like I, I don't think about it in football. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Oklahoma beat the ranked 22 Oklahoma State. The big one, though, was South Carolina upending Tennessee. Yeah, um, but I do believe that their uh, quarterback suffered an ACL injury. Uh, um, Tennessee's did. Or Tennessee's, yeah, yeah. Wait, was this, you said Texas? No, Tennessee. That, that Tennessee. Uh, no, I, I think you said Tennessee. Tennessee's quarterback, though, went out. When yeah, did he go and, out and, in that game? Hendon Hooker suffered an ACL yeah. there. He's done for the season. No, no, no. But when did he get hurt in the game? Uh, I think it was towards the third quarter. Okay. What was the score of that game? Uh, 63 to 38. Oh, really? Okay. So that was, he was like a non factor in it anyway, then. Okay. Never mind. He wasn't. No, like Spencer Rattler, a guy who used to be at Oklahoma, dropped like six touchdowns. That's crazy. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, it was, it was crazy. No, for sure. I mean, Hendon Hooker was doing well. Like, this is, this is going to hurt his, his draft prospects immensely because he was, he was seen as one of the top prospects in next year's draft. But yeah. Uh, big blow for Tennessee uh, by that, but also uh, TCE, TCU managing to hold on once you manage to hold their undefeated streak. Another team, your boys, Michigan. Wolverines almost, man. Uh, scared me because uh, we were in New York City this weekend. I didn't get to watch the game, um, but we went out to eat um, and I was keeping tabs on, I was listening to it like on ESPN radio. Um, so I'm sitting there like listening like very ten- tentatively, but um, yeah, they eked it out, eked out a field goal. Uh, Jake Moody there at the end. Um, but uh, yeah, so big, uh, huge game next week against Ohio State should be a fantastic game, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, looking over to some, bas- to some, bas- to some basketball stories. Uh, you know what? Uh, the Bucks are, the Bucks are for a while, we're looking like the, like the big hot, the big, you know, the big jargon on the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're kind of it's their pat usurped by the Boston Celtics. They're look. They just. They're on like a really great upswing right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thirteen and three. Number one in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Atlanta's still, Atlanta's looking great. Cleveland. Uh, someone who's like looking like strangely off, and this, they've done this. Uh, uh, they've done this a couple times the past couple of years. So I'm not like too concerned at this point. But uh, the Golden State Warriors, reigning champions, Golden yeah. State Warriors. Uh, not even in the top 10 in their conference. They're currently sitting at 11. Yeah, I mean, long season. I mean, that's a that's an experienced team. Once they get hot, they can run the table for a little bit too, though, so I wouldn't really buy too much into that right now. Uh, Spurs are still looking like absolute garbage. Well, not absolute garbage, but they're not looking great, and uh, they did just lose to the Lakers, which is painful. Yeah. Well, it is. <laughs> it's, like, it's pain. Pain everywhere. Well, it could be a Magic fan. It could be worse. Yeah, yeah, you, well, yeah it could be a Magic fan. Well... It's pretty we're bad. There, the records aren't that different, though. <laughs> like we oh, really? So we're in, we're in the same boat. We just have one more win than you. All right, but uh, we both lost yeah. ten games this year. We're talking twelve a, games this year. Just a dismal. Yeah, it is what it is, man. I it's hard to get but, into yeah, sports. But, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll say it again. Y'all, y'all got a stud with Pacheco. That dude's good. Oh yeah, I mean, once they build around, uh, you know, what I mean, but they—that's the thing. I felt like we've we've drafted top well top last year but like the last couple of years we've been up higher so you figured they'd have some talent around him um i think wagner went there from michigan too if I'm not did, mistaken. Yeah. so they, they just definitely uh maybe one day they'll be good again <laughs> eventually yeah 
the you the Utah Jazz are still are like again the team that was just like publicly trying to tank for the pick for the one pick is currently sitting number one in the Western Conference. That's crazy because you yeah, thought that would be like like Phoenix, like Phoenix or Golden State or something like that. Yeah, uh, I mean, they they had they have actually funny thing is every team in the top five of the Western Conference has exactly six losses. Only thing is, uh, Utah's played more games, so they have more wins. Interesting. Yeah, so like every single one is either like ten, it was like twelve and six, ten and six, or nine and six if you're, if you're the Kings. Uh, yeah, no, this this season is insane. This season is just already going crazy. Like, you have a team like Chicago, who was really good last year, yeah. uh, sitting at six and ten. And like, the, the cool thing about like basketball is the fact that there's so many games this season so long that these can literally just like flip on their heads by the end of the season. Yeah, and they usually do, especially even the All Star break. You can see where uh, teams make a turnaround. You know what I mean? You get off to a slow start, but uh, that's the beauty of having like eighty, what eighty two games. 82, 82, yeah. 82 games in a season. I mean, anything can kind of happen. So definitely still early, but it's kind of interesting to see uh, where everything goes as of right now. Yeah. And uh, looking forward over to the NFL. Uh, I mean, since since we last recorded, uh, uh, there is now there are now no more undefeated teams in the NFL. Uh, the Eagles did lose to fighting off a team that beat another uh, undefeated team two years ago in the Pittsburgh Steelers, all from the same state. Uh, the the Philadelphia Eagles did lose uh, two weeks ago on Monday Night Football to Washington to the Washington Commies. And I, I think we were talking about that with the schedule. You know, I thought the loss was going to come from an in-house uh, opponent. You know what I mean? In, an in division, but not that, that not not that house. But um, you know, I just I don't know. I, I've still been eh about the Eagles. Uh, you know, um, who the hell, who'd Minnesota lose to in big fashion today? Yeah, Dallas. To Dallas, oof. Yeah, Dude, that was a that was geez, a surprise. Minnesota got waxed today by <laughs> Dallas. Considering they, were, considering they just beat Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, and they looked red hot. They, they look like top-tier NFC team, but it's like, there's really not, you know, it, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, uh, it's like they were on an episode of Punked or something like that today. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't. They practical jokers not, yeah, not do nothing with the ball. Yeah, it's 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 like it's completely crazy. But yeah, um, it's just it's insane how bad they look. Someone else who looked really bad was Zach Wilson today for the page for the page against the Patriots. Yeah, he looked really bad. What did, um, you, what did you see? Is where it's like he, he. I think someone asked him what 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 was what was the thing they asked him. Let me, let me see if I can find it. Hold on, where is it? I think they asked him just like, is he to blame for the offensive struggles? Or hold on, what the fuck was the question? Oh yeah, do you feel okay? The question was asked to him, do you feel like you let the defense down at all? And he said, no. You feel like yeah, that's keep in mind. I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna read off Zach Wilson's stats stat line for the day. Zach Wilson attempted 22 passes and completed nine. Yeah. He got 77 yards of passing. That's crazy. QBR yeah. QBR not... 24.5. Yeah. That's that's not going to get it done. Um, yeah. Absolutely not. Like the, like the offense was fucking puched today, and he's, a big, and he's a big part of that. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, in hindsight, he kind of is uh, at fault for uh, leaving their defense out there a lot. I mean, because – 
the Jets defense played pretty decent. No, they did. They played really well. But you can't uh, can't score three points and expect you have you have you have a really good defense or you have a good defense, solid defense. You have a good receiving core. You have a stud of a running back, even though he's hurt right now. But like when he comes back, you'll still have a stud of a running back. Yeah, just like. It's just that you have some instability at the QB position. Like Zach Wilson, it feels like Zach Wilson is holding this team back. Yeah. Um, My question is, because like the Jets right now aren't looking like they're going to be in a place to land a top draft pick. But do you trade no. up? Do you move on from Zach Wilson this year if you're the Jets? I mean, I would just because of the fact I don't really think. I mean, he's had time, um, but it just doesn't look like he's very – he, he gets it yet. You know what I mean? Um, you have talent and playmakers around you. Um, I just don't think it's, it's just, I, I just don't think he's that good of a quarterback. Um, I would throw Flacco in because uh, what Flacco is the backup, correct? Yes. I, I'd, I'd ride Flacco out. I mean, because Flacco did still get you some wins at the beginning of the season there when uh, he was hurt. So, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 why not? I mean, you're six and four right now. If the season ends, that whole division gets into football playoffs, which is kind yeah. of interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you, you can't fall too behind in that division because that division is going to be tight. It's probably one of the best. It is the best division of football right now. Currently, yes. Um, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I definitely think they need to move on from him. I don't think he's that good of a quarterback, but hey, um, they, Thought they saw something in him to draft him, but um, if they, you know, they're going to be in the middle of the pack, I think draft-wise, uh, if they finish the season out, you know, decent enough. You figure six and four right now. Even if you split, you go nine and eight or whatever, uh, ten and seven. You know, uh, yeah, that's you're looking at definitely like, you know, bottom tier. Um, you know, I don't know if you get a good quarterback like you know at that pick. Yeah, you, you'd have probably like can't win a big five. You'd probably have to trade up. I would assume so because you're going to have a lot of those teams, you know, that are going to be dire need of a quarterback. Um, you know, we'll see what happens, though, man. It'll be interesting to see, you know, because uh, you know, obviously Cleveland has their guy, but they're they, they only have three wins. You know, you guys just picked up a quarterback last year. I don't think you guys move away from Pickett. Well, so I mean, some yeah, well, some of those well, guys, well, yeah, well, yeah, Cle- well, Cleveland, they don't they don't have first time pick anyway. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But I'm saying even if they did, though, they would be up where their record is right now. They would be up. I don't think they trick uh, the Bears look bad. I don't think they, they aren't going anywhere well, let's, for let's, a quarterback. Let's, you know, let's look, let's look at the stand. Look at the standings right now. So let's see. So as I think right now, yeah, the, the, the Texans have a number one, the number one pick currently. They're taking a the so quarterback. They're absolutely taking a quarterback. So that's that's one off the table right now. And then I think some of the other guys, uh, uh, Chicago's. I don't think Chicago's taking one. No, they got Fields. They're not gonna. They're not gonna take. One. And basically, because I feel Fields is playing really well right now. Fields, I mean, by himself, like doing he's, decent. He's single handedly yeah. trying to carry that Bears team all by himself. I mean, he is. You can see what he does with his feet. He does uh, make some plays. I mean, he's not too bad, you know, throwing the ball. He just doesn't have anybody to throw to. So yeah. I think they go, they go weapon, they go running back, or they go a uh, maybe a good solid receiver to I help know. him they, out. They, they, they need O line. They, they need to show up at O line because like they, they're doing him no favors. No favors. I mean, either either I would say O line or I would say offensive weapon. Though, man, they they are definitely yeah. You know, no, I, 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 I don't I don't dis- I don't disagree. Yeah, they're more dire need of O line. Uh, yeah. Carolina, they they might take a quarterback. They might, but then they just got. I, I, that's a it, weird situation. It, it, depa- it depends on how much they believe in Matt Corral. Yeah, because I mean, I, I don't see ba- ba- Baker Mayfield's going to go away after this year. I think. 
Um, I think they, oh, he's gone. They, I don't know where he goes. I still think he's, he has, uh, I think he's still a, a serviceable enough uh, around a core of guys that like, if you put a good, good, decent team around him, like they did in Cleveland, um, I think he could, he could be okay. He could be a mediocre quarterback, but still uh, there's just nothing in Carolina. It's just a very, very dismal uh, place to play. Just a bad team all around. So uh, uh, yeah. yeah. The next pick would belong to uh, the Los Angeles Rams, but uh, yeah, I guess because so. uh, because the philosophy is fuck them picks, they decided to trade them. <laughs> they, Detroit now has ownership of this pick, which is funny uh, because this pick is now more valuable than their own pick. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy because let's talk about the the Lions three in a row, man. They uh, I don't understand. They um, just to me it was funny because we were staying where we stayed in New York. We stayed in Jersey. We stayed at Lindenhurst, right across. You could see uh, MetLife. I was joking around in the back. I said we should go see the Lions and Giants game, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. It's nice to see. Uh, you know, Campbell's really breathing in, resurrecting a new life out of that football team. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy that that's some job security. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I mean, a he, lot of he, questions surrounding, you know, Dan Campbell and like that. I think we, I think I heard like a lot of like Detroit media was starting to turn against him. So like, you know, he needs these wins to kind of like save his duck. I I do like him as a coach. I, I think I he's think, uh, yeah for sure. I, I, I think, think he's gonna be very instrumental in helping Detroit try and turn around if they can develop a defense. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, for sure. It was nice seeing Hutchinson with another. Uh, interception this uh today i think he, he picked off but, but like at, but like at the same time like okay like it's because like, so, so say like again if it ends today like i say like because like Pitts, pittsburgh's not to hit quarterback because we got uh, pickets and yeah. he's it's a little raw but I, be, I believe in the kid uh I, I i believe in the guy so i'm willing to ride out ride it out with him for a little bit longer again it's, it's only his, it's only his first year so yeah you can't you you can't put you can't buy or sell when somebody is just exactly. new to new to the league you got to give them a couple of years to, to mature so like so like say detroit say detroit lands the number five pick do you take quarterback or take defense i think golf's been serviceable enough i really do i, you, I think you, you 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 would you would ride out with golf i mean he's done decent enough with the talent around him i mean i i think it was stupid they trade hawkinson a good uh, a good tight end a solid serviceable tight end maybe a top 10 tight end in the league. Oh, hundred percent top 10 tight end. I just don't see why. Um, but if you could beef up your defense with some, some playmakers for sure. Um, they drop I, I, feel, I feel like they need defense, but like we already know that Jared Goff is not the guy. He's not, but I think he's decent enough quarterback to get, I mean, needless to say that, I mean, they, they've, they've put three to get three wins together. I mean, they've put points on the board, you know, and Goff is instrumental in that. Um, I just don't I, think I, you know. I, I think that if Hennon if Hennon Hooker because I think Hennon, Hennon Hooker is going to fall he's going to fall after this ACL tear. Well, with this injury, yeah, that same thing happened to Michigan's uh, player that uh, Jabo. Um, he, oh yeah, that, Ojabo went to, went in the second round. And that's because he tore his, he uh, uh, tore his Achilles um, in at the, at the combine, I think, or yeah, right before so the like, combine or at the combine. Yeah, and he dropped. He was first round and he dropped down to second. So we'll see what happens with Hooker here. But yeah, I think that if. Yeah, if, if Hendon Hooker falls, I think you take him. Like you know, just like for golf replacements. But yeah, uh, yeah, Denver. Uh, that would be Seattle's pick. They might take yeah. him back. I mean, Dino hasn't been doing too bad. He hasn't been doing too bad. That's the thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't well, know. That, I don't think you have a QB needy team until. Look, let's see. I mean. Vegas could take a QB. I don't. I don't think it'd be smart, but they could take a QB. 
know, Carr's locked into that franchise, man. He really, he really likes being a Raider. Uh, you can just tell, um, even with his emotional breakdown last week, um, the guy wants to be there. He wants to be a Raider. Um, he had a, he had a great game today. Yeah. I mean, of course it's against Denver, but I can't say anything because the Niners lost to Denver. So, um, but no, he, he wants to be there. You did he wants to Denver, didn't you? We sure did. We lost to Denver and Chicago, <laughs> uh, but that's okay. They're, they're, they're starting to catch stride right now. We, we, we got it. We're going to be okay. Um, but no, he wants to be a Raider. I think that's, that's, that's instrumental when you have a quarterback that, you know, uh, wants to be better, you know yeah. what I mean? Vocalizes he wants to be better for, for your team, you know? Uh, yeah. Next one, next, next community team. I think you have new Orleans. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Goes quarterback for sure. They, they might that, even try to get Drew Brees to come out of retirement. <laughs> just try to just drag <laughs> hey, old, old hey, ass Drew Brees. Hey, please. Hey, please. <laughs> Drew, for love of God, please. Yeah, we they're they're really really yeah, really bad. Man. But the yeah, Saints yeah. just beat somebody today. Who they beat? They beat fucking Los Angeles. That's right, the Rams and the concussed Stafford. Yeah, the st- concussed Stafford. No Cooper Cup. The three and seven defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, it looks rough. Yeah. Is this looks really bad? And like the shitty thing about being, about the Rams is like they can't rebuild anything. They I have love no it. First round picks, and I absolutely love it. They completely did themselves in. Um, and, but they they got a Super Bowl out of it. I mean, at the end of the day, they got a Super Bowl out of it. So they got a Super Bowl out of it. But shit, you might you might, you might never oh, get, you might never even well, sniff another one. Well, it's funny. It's a carousel how the NFL goes, man. You know how I mean? There's exceptions to the rules for like the tenure of how long a team's good. But, um, you know, LA has been decent enough the last several years. I mean, if they go bad for a couple years and they, then they could turn around. I don't know. Does Stafford stay that long? I, I don't know. Who knows well, what they, happens? They got, they got Stafford for the next like, like three, four years. Yeah. So I, I, like, I don't know. The thing is, they have like, I, I don't like, you might need to like shed these con, like, you might need like trade and shed a bunch of these contracts. You want to like try to rebuild yeah. the squad because like, like Aaron Donald, you might need to trade. Cooper Cup might, might need to trade. Yeah, you're not going to be able to keep all these star-studded talent. Um, you know, I think San Fran got lucky with how they structured. They've been really smart about that. Think, but the um, thing, thing is, though, like you're, you're already like close to being over the cap, and you still have you still have Knox and Bosa. Oh, they're gonna, but they're gonna, they're gonna find a way to. Can to, you afford to, to extend Bosa? Is my question. Like, if they, well, I mean, the whole idea was to get. Well, they also did Taylor Garoppolo's. Uh, uh, contract too, I believe. I know that yeah. huge extension that they signed up, but they did a lot of trimming it. Um, so I don't know if that helps. Well, he, well yeah, that's just going to be the backup. But like, yeah, like after even, I even mean, then, you have like all these contracts, like, like the Debo contract. I think you just extended George Kittle. Oh, yeah. Fred Warner's extension is yeah. going to kick in soon. Yeah. I mean, they, there's a, you just they, signed McCaffrey. You're taking on his contracts. Yeah. It's a, it's a, uh, I don't know. I guess that's not, a, not the best of situations to be in, but I mean, I guess it it, it it can be a good thing too because it means that you have a lot of talent on your team. I don't know. I don't know where where they go from here, but I definitely I definitely see them for sure extending Bose. I don't see them letting him go. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I I wouldn't mind letting Bose go because he's kind of a racist, <laughs> but it's... what did what what happened? I I didn't. You never you, you ever heard this story? No, what happened? No, like, really? Like, like about like Nick Bosa being racist? Oh, wait a minute! Did they? Did something happen at training camp or no, something? I, for, I forgot how this started. But hold on, let me see. Ah, uh, see now, now you got me curious here. I don't know what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So like he. Yeah. So 
uh he posts some things that were like like uh, posted or, like retweeted like some things that were seen that were racist and homophobic Oh, God. And like, there's like a video that came out where like, this was, 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 was like so bad, but it was, it was hilarious. And like, he like went to the stands and like, there's like, throw it to throw the went to meet some fans in the stands. He yeah. throws the gloves to, like these like two like white groups of fans, and like there's like there's, like black there's like black dude in the middle like held out his hand for a high five, just completely ignored him. Just like God, really, no. oh man, yeah. Uh, you really got to shake your head if you if you're homophobic there and you decide to you get you get play in san francisco you know so that's true kind of kind of kind of not uh not the smartest of ways especially because there's a huge homo- homosexual population in san fran but <laughs> yeah uh and that last time we're gonna talk about the world of sports today uh this is a uh, worldwide event going on right now the world cup has officially begun uh today uh today's matchup featured uh qatar uh host country qatar Taking on Ecuador, they did lose to two nil. Uh, looking ahead uh, tomorrow, the U.S. makes its debut as we take on Wales. We're gonna get our fucking asses kicked. Yeah, probably. The Welsh, are, the Welsh are extraordinarily good at soccer. Yeah, and we're just we're just there. Yeah, we're just we're we're, we're just happy to be we're just happy to be included. Yeah, like so- look, soccer is not our sport. No, uh, and, soccer is not our, is not our area of expertise. And I can't. No, I can't. I can't. Respect, and and us, I think as as you know, sports lovers, I am not anywhere, any way, shape, or form adequate enough to even speak about soccer because I don't really watch it at all. I watch it a lot during the World Cup, just because. Yeah. I could like the World Cup. It's kind of like the like, like the Olympics to me. I just like love like the whole like presentation, the whole you know aspect of like these are the greatest athletes in the world. Yeah. Coming nah. together, like who's the best. And I would say that any experience I have had watching soccer, I guess, would be in the same realm. It would be during like the World Cup. Like it's that, um, you know, showing love for your country. You know what I mean? I think yeah. it's really, it's really kind of cool. Um, I, will, yeah. I will say, uh, Ted, La- Ted Lasso is going to want to watch more soccer. I still need to watch that. You still haven't seen it? Still haven't seen it. Oh, shit. I know. It's lots of stuff on the list. All right. Uh, <laughs> Moving on to our next, our next segment, uh, we have our trailer talk. Got a lot, a couple, got a lot of things to talk about today. First of thing we're going to talk about right now is the trailer for Inside. So Inside is a thriller starring Willem Dafoe, uh, favorite of the show, Willem Dafoe, Heck yeah. uh, as he plays a thief who breaks into a high-rise apartment to steal. I think he's trying to steal art, yeah. but uh, here's the twist: uh, this place is uh, rigged to be a death trap. And what? he is now trapped inside the apartment. Now is Tobin Bell going to come out and ask him if he wants to play <laughs> want, a game? I want you to play. Do you want to play a game? <laughs> it's going to happen. You watch. <laughs> yeah, this list stars Willem Dafoe and literally nobody else. Yeah, just Willem uh, Dafoe. Just, just, just Willem Dafoe. Yeah, uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Inside? It's like buried only in an apartment. Literally, literally, kind of, literally. Yeah. Um, like, I think like Barry, or escape room, which is one person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I dug it. I liked it. I remember I messaged you when I saw the trailer for it. Um, I don't remember what movie I was watching where they had the trailer, but I think uh, we were watching. I think we had been watching this because I saw it in front, in front of me for the first time too. Okay, and it was one of those ones. Where anytime I see interesting, uh, uh, you know, trailers, I always like to throw them out your way because I know we usually like the same. It might have been me. Tar. It, you know what? I you know what? It might have been Tar. You know what? Yeah, I think it was. 
but I always noticed that we like the same type of like trailer. So it was one of those ones where I was like, oh yeah, this movie looks fantastic. This has like an A24 vibe all over, but it's not its focus. Um, but I liked it. I dug it. Um, Willem Dafoe's fantastic in anything he does. Um, especially the surge of the last like 10 years of his life have been just absolutely like he's been like he's, he's had an incredible run in the past, in the past like decade no one's really talking about it absolutely man like the last 10 years i would say you have the best work that he has not garnered a oscar it's completely crazy all yeah, the right. all the stuff you know like at attorney's gate yet lighthouse a lot of movies okay. are really florida project he's fucking amazing florida project's movie. fantastic in it and yeah you have so many great fucking roles of him and um it's amazing that uh, he has not won anything yet but um this looks fantastic i i'm down for it this looks really really good absolutely uh yeah and inside is set for a release on march 10th 2023 uh next thing we're talking about is chevalier which is the trailer, this trailer that I actually, actually saw for the first time very recently. So Chevalier is a movie about, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Uh, yeah, uh, Joseph Bologna, uh, not Bologna, uh, Bolong, Bolongje? I'm not, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. The point is, uh, he, was a, uh, he was a black French violinist yeah. uh, who was the uh, Chevalier to Marie Antoinette. Uh, this movie I hadn't really heard about, but I saw it in front of, I, I think I saw it in front of, uh, what did I see? oh, the menu. I saw it in front of the menu. How was the menu? I want to go see it. It was really good. Good. I'm probably going to see that. It'll be probably the next one I tackle this week. Um, just been with us. Yeah. Us leaving. Well, we were gone a couple days and yeah, yeah I just, it just really messed up uh, movie watching, but got to get back into it. But yeah, the menu is definitely on the list. Probably, like I said, the first one I need to watch. Uh, but yeah, it tells it tells basically how his story. Eric Rose famous as a musical prodigy. Uh, yeah, has cast features uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr. in in the main role. Also features uh, Samara Weaving, Lucy Boyton, Minnie Driver, and Martin Zakis. Uh, Russell, what's the trailer for Chevalier? I liked it. Um, I like those period pieces. Um, this one looks really interesting. Um, yeah, I, I think it looks good. I'm, I'm down. Yeah. No, I agree. I think I think it looks I think it looks fantastic. Um, yeah, Kelvin Harrison Jr. is becoming is becoming one of my favorite actors working right now. I think he's, I think he's just so good. Yeah, I mean he's been pretty solid in the last couple of things I've I've seen him in. Yeah, I mean like ever since ever since like it comes at night, like everything he's done since then has been just like it's just been like really interesting and like they're really fantastic and like shit 20, 20, 2019, where you had loose and wave in the same year. I'm just like, this dude's oh. a fucking G, man. I love oh, loose. Loose was loose is fantastic. Fucking if you've not fantastic. seen loose, you've not seen loose, go watch loose. I mean, uh, fantastic. Uh, yeah. So Chevalier is set for a release on uh, April 7th, 2023. Uh, next show we're talking about is 80 for Brady. Uh oh. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is a movie. This is a movie that is produced by Tom Brady. We're doing it. Uh, We're it's, do- uh, it's, it's a fictional account of four senior friends who take a road trip to Houston to watch their hero, Tom Brady, and New England Patriots play Super Bowl uh, 50, uh, 51, which would have been the one where they, they beat the Atlanta Falcons. That, 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 that's a 28 3 Super Bowl. Oh, what a, what a one to go to, though, or what a premise, you know? But like, look, look at the fucking people he's got in this movie. He's got yeah, Lily Tomlin, Jane yeah. Fonda, Sally Field, yep, and Rita Moreno. You have three Oscar winners and yeah. one Oscar nominee because Tomlin was nominated. 
Was she? I believe so. Was it say Academy Award like, nomination? That sounds right. I just can't think of her nomination. I You're right. Either. She was. But what was she nominated for? I was pretty sure. Nashville. That's right. Oh shit! Yeah. You're, yeah. Okay. Well deserved too. She was. She's, she's excellent in Nashville. Uh, also features uh, Billy Porter, Rob Corddry, Alex Moffat, among others. Uh, Russell, you're the resident Brady fan here. What'd you think of this trip? I'm gonna go see it. I'm I'm wearing a Brady jersey. I'm going to see it. Uh, I'm that guy. Uh, yeah. No, I mean this looks okay. I mean I think this is gonna be cheesy as hell, but I mean, why not? I mean, not gonna lie, the the, the combination of all these all these like like classic actresses does make me excited i do want to go see this i am super curious about it yeah for yeah. sure yeah uh except for a release of february 3rd 2023 uh next show we're talking about is for magic mike's last dance what so this is the third and allegedly final uh film in the magic mike franchise uh this speech this uh once again has shane tatum returning to the role of magic mike uh, as well as Steven Soderbergh returning to the director's chair for this franchise, as he, as he did leave uh, for the second entry, Magic Mike Double XL. Uh, this uh, features also features uh, some Hayek starring opposite Chang Tatum. Uh, basically, just what we, we see in this trailer again, plot being kept under wraps a little bit, but all you can tell is uh, Magic uh, Magic Mike has been recruited to help put on a stage show in London. Yeah. Uh, so you know, n- none of his boys are here. Joe Manganiello is not here. Matt Bomer is not here. Uh, Alex, uh, Alex Pfeffer, Pfeffer, well, right? Alex, Alex Pfeffer wasn't in the second one either. Oh, I just think of him in, in the first one. McConaughey was in that one too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pettifer and McConaughey both bowed out of the second one. Yeah, uh, probably, probably Pettifer, the best. Pettifer, dude. Uh, sorry, McConaughey did personal choice. Pettifer because everybody hated that guy. Dude, but he was huge in that. I what? I am number four. Yeah, like there's one of those guys that like Hollywood tried to make a guy, but then like, oh, you are not the guy. Be- Beastly, that that was the one that he did. <laughs> With, was that Vanessa Hutchins? I yes. was in that too. Yeah, I, I I thought that was cute. It was a cute rendition of obviously Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I am number four was pretty solid from what I remember. Maybe I need to go back and see it. It might not be as solid. We we we, we need to do like a like a YA week here, but yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. You can put like thirty you can put thirty movies on that. Okay, I can fucking put a fucking put a bullet in us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, what do you think of the trailer for Magic Mike's Last Dance? Sure. So, th- so what I'm buying on this one is supposed to be a romance, obviously between uh, Tatum and uh, Selma's character, uh, and then there's going to be some kind of strife in the middle of it, where she's going to be probably attracted to somebody else or one of the dancers or whatever, and then he gets jealous, and uh, somehow they get back and they end up back together at the end of the film. That's kind of where I'm going with that. Um, we'll see what happens, but yeah, I mean, sure. Whatever. I mean, the thing that's actually about this is the fact that you have Soderbergh coming back. Yeah, I mean that that says something because I mean Soderbergh's a really good director. I he mean, is. I mean, I, I think we both enjoy his works. I just think that well, you're coming back for a third installment of a of a movie that you made ten plus years ago, eleven years ago. Mm. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, but, I just like I, with, with Magic Mike Double XL. I think you you felt his presence gone because like Magic Magic Mike Double XL is a movie we thought the first Magic Mike would be. Yeah, it, it was, and I think Magic Mike the the first one, yeah, was was not as it was a lot wilder. Double XL. That's the one that we thought it was going to be. You know, yeah, like like yeah, we thought yeah uh, we thought because like Magic Mike is the first one, actually like a very 
this is just like a very like interesting character drama, which is what it's, makes it great. It's more story driven. Yeah, I, I think as that's opposed because... to the Bad by Double Excel, which is all which is just like selling males. Just, just, just eye candy, man. It's yeah, just, it's just eye candy for candy. females. Yeah. It, 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 and for us to feel like shit about ourselves. Hey, it's like, <laughs> oh, hey, uh, yeah, okay. We don't look like that. We don't work out nearly as much as that, but yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah way to go. Yeah. <laughs> but no, honestly, though, uh, you definitely feel the difference between the two. They're very polar opposite films. Um, maybe this is more story uh, driven as well. I, I don't know. Like kind of you said, it's kept under wraps what everything's really about. So we don't really know a whole whole lot of it. Just like a little snapshot, cliff notes version. I'm just what, saying what like the think. involvement of Soderbergh does undeniably get me a little, a little more excited for this one because like if, if we yeah. had like an, another magic mic happening i'd be like yeah whatever but the fact that like it getting me another soderbergh magic mic i'm just like okay i'm into well, it yeah i mean i can dig that more so because i think he's just more he's more story driven so i think maybe it's going to have a lot more uh able to stand on its own we'll see what happens though kind of what direction they go because if this is it if this is going to be the last dance as the song playing the last dance um we'll find out uh yeah, Magic Mike's the la- Magic Mike's last dance is set for release February tenth, twenty twenty three. Uh, next we're talking about another sequel that's coming out in twenty twenty three. We have John Wick Chapter Four. Uh, so John Wick Chapter Four, as you would expect, is the fourth trailer in the John Wick franchise. I guess I guess they ditched the subtitles because this one doesn't have one. Three did, but this one doesn't. I don't get it. But whatever. Uh. Nope. Basically, this one, uh, John, uh, it features uh, John Wick, once played once again by Keanu Reeves. Uh, he uncovers a path to defeating the High Tail before he can earn his freedom. Wick must face off against a new enemy, the powerful alliances across the globe, and forces that turn old friends into foes. Like I said, Reeves is back, as well as Lawrence Fishburne as the Bowery King, Ian McShane as Winston, and Lance Reddick as Charon, the uh, concierge of the Continental. Uh, new additions this time around include Donnie Yen, Bill Skarsgård, Hiroyuki Sonata. Uh, Clancy Brown, uh, among others. Uh, Russell, uh, as someone who only recently saw the first John Wick, because I was, I was surprised to find out. Uh, yeah. Are you excited to uh, watch the, well, first of all, the se- the other two sequels and then this one? Yeah, um, I did. One night, it was late. I started the second one and then I just never, I, I was probably like 15 minutes into it. And I, you know, you know how you start them late and you're like, oh, I'm going to bed. You fall asleep. And, yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm going to bed. And I just never got back to it. I definitely want to watch it because I really enjoyed the first one. You know, check out our uh, review on that. Um, it was a really good time. It was really good to get exposed to the John Wick universe. Um, something that, you know, there's movies that, you know, I'm sure you haven't seen, you know, I haven't seen that. It's like the other, you know, we're, one another were like, oh my God, I can't believe you've never seen that movie. You know what I mean? Um, and that was just one of them. It was something I always wanted to see, but I kind of told my logic in that about like, I wanted to see the first one. And then the second one came out. And I'm like, well, shit, I never saw the first one. And then I, then, you know, all of a sudden the third one comes out now we're the fourth one, but finally I have watched the first one and I do want to watch the other two so I can just in time to check this one out uh, when it comes out in March. But uh, yeah, I mean, it looks, it looks good. It looks like the same type of tone that, that I got from the first one. Um, I haven't watched the other two to really comment on them, but um, definitely yeah. get the same type of vibe, the action sequences and everything that made the first one. Well, like, I, seem- I, I, I think it help, helps like the cohesion of the franchise, the fact that you basically have the same... Oh, interesting. Uh, you have the same director for all three. Yeah. Uh, however, something I'm, I'm only now realizing is that it looks like this one is not written by... It's, uh, it's not written by uh, Derek Cole. Oh, yeah. 
So Derek Kolstad, who wrote the first two by himself and had co-writers on the, and had uh, him and other co-writers on the third, is not working on this one. Huh. Uh, he is not he did not work on the script. So it's gonna be interesting to see how that one plays, how this one plays out without him. Uh, but still, Chad Stelsky is back. He's directed all of these movies, and he is currently slated to direct five, which five five is already been greenlit. Which is crazy because he did. Uh, oh no, he's an actor. And never mind. It said filmography. Nah, never mind. Uh, okay, yeah. So he's only directed the three John Wick films. That's all he has. To Der- his Der- credit, Der- uh, Chad Stelsky. Yeah. Were, were, were you were you looking at the Matrix? I was looking. Yeah, I saw the Matrix. He was in the Matrix. Uh, so the new the, one. I think. I think, we talk, I think we talked about this in our review, but like he he was Keanu's stunt double in the Matrix. No shit. Okay, and it's really yeah, weird because Lawrence Fishburne's in this one too. So I thought that was kind of funny. And um, his wife looks. I, I don't know. Is that was that? That's not Carrie Ann Moss. No, 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 no. That, that was uh, Bridget Moynihan. Uh, I thought so, but it looked a lot like Carrie yeah, like, Moss. Yeah, yeah, he like him okay. and uh, David Leach. Like they were, they, they worked with the Wachowski. That's how that's how they, okay. how they do Keanu. Okay, so that so, makes yeah, a lot I, more I sense. Have a bit of talk about this, but yeah, like that's that, that's okay. They, it's funny. Like uh, in remember, remember you, you saw Major Resurrections, right? I do not the new one. I have oh, not. You didn't? Oh, you didn't? I yeah, have, I have, no, I have not. Because oh, I think yeah. I think well, everybody scared me off of it because well, it's fun, so well, bad. Like, one of like the funny in jokes in that movie is the fact that like uh, Trinity has a new husband, and, and the husband is played by Chad Stahelski. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll have to watch it. Like, I just I think I remember talking to you about it, and I think you weren't sold on it. You didn't really like I, it. I don't. I don't love the movie. I think it does some interesting things. I like. Yeah, I was really enjoying that Matrix movie before it became a Matrix movie. Yeah, and I think that's kind of why I just kind of was like, eh. Of course, this was all during the, uh, like, well, no, it was la- 2021 it came out last 2021 year. 2021 came out last December. Yeah. yeah, I just never got around to seeing it. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. A, a, a point is, uh, John Wick, I'm very excited for this sequel. I'm, ho- I'm hoping you, wa- you watch this, the other two sequels. I, I, I will try to, yes, I will absolutely try to knock out two and three before uh, March. Yeah, and this is set for release on March 24th, 2023. Uh, last trailer we're talking about is for Elemental. So Elemental is the latest film from Disney and Pixar. Uh, this one is directed by uh, longtime Pixar worker Peter Son, which uh, last time he directed a Pixar movie didn't exactly go the smoothest. Not entirely his fault, uh, but, you know, is what it is. Uh, basically, this this is about a romance that takes place in a world of elements, and uh, you know everyone's based on an element. You have fire, earth, wind, water, and it follows the relationship between a girl of fire and a dude of water. Uh, is basically our first look at uh, the sort of story. And uh, Pixar first Pixar first trailers are basically just a showcase for what type of animation we're going to get, what's the world going to look like, and we get a little hint of story here. So basically yeah. we kind of see their whole kind of, you know, first meet kind of play, really play out. So, uh, Russell, what do you think of the uh, trailer for Elemental? I uh, I dug it. I happened to had to look up and see what other uh, Pixar film he did. It was a good dinosaur. A good dinosaur. It was a good dinosaur. You, you could have asked. It was a good dinosaur. Which I never, uh, which I never saw. I still have never seen the, that the, one. The, the, the problem with the good dinosaur, like it's not awful. Problem with it is like it, it completely got scrapped. Actually, well, no, the original director got scrapped. Uh-huh. Like he got let go. So Peter Son had to come in and try and like rework a lot of it. They had to let go of a lot of the cast. They had to rework the entire. And actually, you know what? Uh, like, it, it was it was really supposed to be like you remember how the whole the whole things like you, you never saw it did you 
No, I never seen it. Like it was all one like, of those. The whole, yeah. the whole like a whole like, big part of the premise is the fact that like the, the comet that knocked out the dinosaurs it missed Earth. So what that was supposed to lead into was like a whole like dinosaur city, and like dinosaurs, you know, like have like like a whole like human type world, but it's just for dinosaurs. But it was dinosaurs instead. Okay. Like you, like you think the world of like you know you, you saw Onward, right? Onward, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was basically supposed to be what a good dinosaur was. Okay, but it, it just failed to co- communicate that or communicate. They just they they just couldn't they couldn't get that done, so they just had to make just like like it's like a regular old dinosaur story. So like it's fine. It's just like it's just it, not. It's great. not. It's just not the vision that it was supposed to be ideal or like originally. I guess. I'm yeah, right. it, it it just strayed so far from what it was supposed to be that okay. it just it wasn't as interesting. Yeah, I just I, it was one of those ones. Like I said, it was probably what. I want to say it's like maybe the only Pixar. Now there's a couple other ones I haven't seen, but yeah, I just was one of the ones I knew it wasn't, didn't really get a lot of good reception. So I was like, yeah, I'm just not going to watch it. Yeah. It was, it was supposed to be directed by, directed by uh, uh, Bob Peterson. Well, because like, yeah, they're, they're, he's removed for story problems. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Peterson that didn't try and just like try to do whatever he could. So I, I don't blame him for what, what, what went wrong with it. Yeah, well, this um, is his, well, at least he gets a shot at Elemental to, to start scratch. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, so and like, do his own, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm happy he's getting another shot at a Pixar movie because yeah. I, I think he deserves like the the like like keep on Peter Sullivan's been working with Pixar since like 2003. Yeah, so he's like he, there's a new star as like a story artist, production artist, and and he's he's been an actor in a Pixar yeah. film. Like he was the voice of Emil and Ratatouille. He was the voice of Socks and Lightyear. Okay. Like he's he's just a dude that like Pixar had been working with for decades. I'm happy he's finally getting a chance to make another movie. Uh, so yeah, what do you think of the trailer for Elemental? I liked it. Um, I dug it. Kind of went, you know, don't get a whole lot of of, of you know dialogue in it. Just right at the end when uh, they're both meeting. But uh, yeah. I, I dug it. I liked the the vibrant world. Kind of reminded me of Soul. Uh, just yeah, uh, a little bit. Soul mixed in with maybe a little Inside Out ish. Um, but yeah, no, I dug it. I, it looks it looks interesting enough. I'm I'm kind of curious to see what uh, what really uh, you know the story is going to be about. But I like the uh, environment that it's set up. Yeah, no, I think the, I think the world looks very interesting. I I kind I like the fact that they they're, they're like having this picture movie led by two unknowns because like you look at the actors. Yeah, uh, they're not really like the most like because you know they're like you think of like who typically gets cast like the lead of Pixar movie. Yeah, yeah have, like there's like big names. Like these two people are, like, aren't really names, but I kind of dig that. Like we haven't really seen that in a picture movie before. No, I mean it's and it's maybe a good thing because like who knows what happens here? Maybe their careers take off because yeah, of maybe this, they, maybe they do. Who knows? But like again, like Mama Do Affy as the, the main character. Wait, I like I like him. I've seen I've seen a bunch of stuff. He's he's really good. Yeah, uh, I think he's a good actor. So I'm, I'm excited for this break for him. I don't know much about the girl, but I'm sure she's great too. I'm I just again, like I'm, I'm a big Pixar guy, so I'm excited to see. Yeah, this whole thing plays out and this is set for a release june 16th 2023 and that's going to do it for uh a trailer talking i'm on to notorious news and before we uh get into some new stories we got so some uh you know gotta pay our respects uh first of which one that we somehow missed last week i don't know how we did this but uh we somehow missed talking about robbie coltrane passing away oh yeah yeah, like it was just like not in my notes. I and I feel bad because like this was a death that affected me like greatly as someone who grew up reading and watching Harry Potter and like Hagrid was one of my favorite characters. 
Oh yeah, he it was, was a big part of that. He was just like this presence of such like warmth and like this like he's kind of like the, like the wizard embodiment of like a warm hug. Like the dude was he's always there for Harry. He's always the supports. One of the most like seething images in the series for me is like when it's after Voldemort kills Harry. Spoiler: kills Harry, and he's just like carrying him and like the look on his face where he's just like this kid that he's cared for like his entire life. He's just dead. Yeah, and like this look of like shock and horror on his face is just like this is the image that's always like, stuck in my brain. Yeah, it's like Batman's Alfred, pretty much. If you yeah. if you kind of want like relationship wise, you know, obviously, you know, you have Hagrid and and, and Harry. It's like Hagrid and Harry are just like a, you know, you know, Yin and Yang. They're you know they're they're always together. Um, and he's just such yeah. a soft spoken uh, and, giant. You know, he just yeah. just and you know it's it's funny like it's not not funny but it's it's just. It's just strange. Like he said, in the, he said this in the Harry Potter reunion. I don't know if you saw I, it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, like he might not be here. The time where he said, like, yeah, you know, you've been watching the movie 50 years now. Like, and sadly, I'll not be there. And it just happened to come. Yeah, yeah. And like he died not too long later. It's just, it's just, it's just crazy how like how that works out. Yeah, especially because uh, my daughter's been really getting into to, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Harry Potter. So yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's a big, uh, a big hit for the Harry Potter world. Just in, uh, in, in general, too, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I guess even after that, he was he was, he was a really good actor. He was a really good actor. So I'm, I'm going to miss uh, I'm going to miss him in this world. Uh, another something someone else we lost. This was a big shock and this is a big blow. Uh, voice actor Kevin Conroy, uh, who many people associate with being the voice actor. Well, yeah, associate being the voice actor of Batman. For he was the voice of Batman, the Batman and the animated series, and voiced him in several projects uh, since the '90s. Yeah. Uh, for many people, myself included, like he is my favorite, he is my favorite Batman. I think that whenever I read a Batman comic, he his voice is the one that plays in my head because like he has like that's such he just embodied that character like nobody else did. He was able to do that with just his voice. Yeah, I, I remember watching it on Fox. Uh, you know the the animated series with the square Batman, um, and the Ma- Mask of the Phantasm was that his vo- that was him for that, that too. Was him, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just a perfect, uh, you know, Batman voice, really. You know, you really, he really loved being the voice of Batman, you know, and even, and I, and I love the fact that um, I, I saw the trailer. I didn't see see it, though, but Clerks 3, I think he he made a cameo. Or no, it was Yoga Hosers. Yoga Hosers, he was in Yoga Hosers. Yeah. He was in Yoga Hosers, and it was, it was, he was joking around because he wanted something or whatever, I forget, and, yeah. and they, Come on, Robin. I'm like, come on, Isaac. That's awesome. You could tell Kevin Smith was a huge fan of Absolutely. him too. And um, just to, you know, when you lose somebody like that in the comic world, it's, it is kind of, you know, irreplaceable. You know, Absolutely. I, I grew up, like I said, I grew up and, you know, you grew up, uh, you know, that being your, you know, animated Batman boy, you know? And- yeah. Cause like, well, cause like I, 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 I kind of like got, got the backwards introduction. Cause like I first heard his voice, cause he was the voice in the, Just- in the Justice League cartoon. Okay, and that was on when I that was on when I was a kid. So like, I yeah. found out about him and like George Newborn, New, George Newborn as Superman, okay, and yeah, you know, like all these other people. And, like, yeah. there was just something again, like it doesn't. And even after I watched like other Batman, like the Batman, the Batman Cape Crusader, yeah. or uh, Beware the Batman, like there was like nothing. Nobody's voice hit as hard as Conroy's did. Yeah, I mean, and I guess like I mean, it's different because like obviously my my you know my Batman from movies is is Keaton. You know, I I grew up. I mean, that was Michael Keaton was Batman. You know, um, 
And I guess even like after that, after that's probably when I got exposed to the uh, Batman cartoon. And like I said, you know, Conroy was, you know, obviously the voice of him. So I guess, yeah. To, and I, I never got into, you know, Justice League because that was later on yeah. down the road. But uh, yeah. I'll tell you what, though, if, if people people listening, if you like if you like the Batman animated series, Justice League is actually very much in that same like storytelling vein. Like it's very, it's like it's, it's very like story oriented and character driven. Uh, it's a lot of the episodes are two, like all the episodes are two parters, so you know, like they have like really cool, it's really cool, like self contained stories. So you, you get you can just go and like watch certain arcs, but like it, pay, it pays off if you watch for, for the whole for the whole run. It's just like, yeah, and is anytime the dude picked up a mic for Batman, he was always on it, even if the project wasn't great, he was always on it. And yeah, like I'm sorely going to miss him as Batman. Last one we're talking about is this happened today. Uh, this was this was, this one was probably the most shocking of the three. Uh, Jason David Frank, Power Ranger actor, Jason David Frank passed away. Yeah, I honestly the only reason why I knew was because of Facebook. Um, I I think the Power Rangers came at a time where I don't I, I just never I never watched it. Yeah, it's weird because like. I think like parents were around when, when I was a kid, but like I wasn't around for the most of his run, which is well, actually funny enough. <laughs> so uh, there was a series in which uh, he came back and that was on when I was a kid. So I got, that's how I found out about, you know, Jason David Frank and all that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, so like people, yeah, Jason David Frank was on the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and he was many people, my house included favorite Ranger. Because yeah. they start off as like they start off as start off evil, they turn good. It was like this like super badass Power Ranger. Like he's he was literally the Power Ranger that every kid wanted to be. Which one was that? The Green Ranger. He, he was the Green, then the White Ranger. Okay, okay, yeah. Like, I, uh... he was on. He was on. He he was the most decorated of any Power Ranger. He was the Green Ranger, the White Ranger, the Red Ranger, the Gold Ranger. Like he just they kept bringing him back because fans loved that character so much. Then he they love Jason David Frank so much. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of heartbreaking and, the whole situation, you know, around. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and and not only that, but like, he loved it so much. He loved being a Power Ranger. Yeah, he like he loved he loved, he loved it more than anything. Like, he would come back for every reunion special. Every time they asked him back, he would do it. Like he was just he just loved he like this dude like just like loved his job. And even aside yeah. from that, like he was like. He was like a super badass in real life. Like he was like a mixed martial artist. Like he was like yeah. was like a seventh degree black belt. Oh wow! Like he he did like MMA fights. He never lost. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Uh, he uh, ultimately lost. Uh, he it was ruled. I think it was ruled a suicide, which is crazy to me. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Like you see, like these people, kind of like like Robin Williams or like these other other guys who like seem like so like so happy and carefree but like you never really know what's going on in somebody's head so but basically like my message to all our listeners are you know take care of your mental health take care of you yeah and and honestly i think as i've gotten older i think you know as i was younger i, I mean i probably wasn't the most nicest person in general do you know what i mean but as you get older you start to realize that you know your time's limited um you never know what other people's go you know uh, struggling with you know what i mean like maybe just a simple hello to some stranger off the street might make their day might save them from taking their life you never know those interactions you always try to make positive interactions wherever where you go i i i try to you know base life on that now wherever you know i'm i'm at try to treat everybody you know with respect uh because life is short you know and kind of kind of what you said you know you never know what someone else is wrestling with you know they could put that facade on that you know hey we're fine 
Um, but deep down inside, you know, they're wrestling with the, you know, same problems that, you know, you and I wrestle with and other people wrestle with. So, you know, you guys aren't alone in that uh, journey. So, you know, if you ever need help, obviously just, you know, reach out to somebody, reach out to your friends, reach out to your family members. There's no, no shame in asking for help, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all three of men were, were loved in their own regard. And we hope there was all rest in peace. Uh, next thing we're talking about is uh, let's talk about the week the the physical media coming back coming the past couple of weeks. Uh, so uh, this past Tuesday, some of the ones we had released are uh, Pearl, Three Thousand Years of Longing, Moon Age Daydream, and GG and Nate. I will say uh, I have not seen two of these. I have not seen Moon Age Daydream. I thought maybe you you saw, you saw GG and Nate. I saw Gigi and Nate. Yes. No, and I, I miss Moon Age Daydream. I was, I was so sad because I wanted to see it because I, well, I bought, I bought it on Blu-ray. Um, I haven't watched it, obviously yet. So, okay, um, so it's, 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 give us, give us a quick rundown of Gigi and Nate. Gigi and Nate. It's just about a, um, a guy who a paraplegic boy and his monkey. Paraplegic boy and his monkey, man. It's, it's just a, a feel good, you know, just a, one of those feel good films. Um, you just, you really bond, you know, with with the characters, and you feel that bond between the monkey and 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 him. So it's uh, just a cute little film. Um, nothing crazy. I just, I saw it one night cause I was already caught up with everything I wanted to see. So it was one of those ones where I was like, Hey, uh, might as well check this one out, but it's a cute film. Honestly, if you have like an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes, I think it is or whatever. So would, you, so would, you, would you give it a buy it, rent it or shelve it? I give it a rent it. I, I give it a rent it. I mean, nothing crazy. All right. But let's see. Let's talk about the two, the two we have seen. First, which is Pearl, which is the prequel to the film Act, which came out earlier this year. Surprise, yeah. surprise, this, is, this is on Blu ray already. But yeah, I, I, I did realize, I'm like, yeah, this, this isn't playing in theaters anymore anymore. So no. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, I dug it. Yeah, I think it's. I think this was a much more of a character film than X was, whereas X, oh, yeah. X more shape horror film, but this one's more character driven. Not that X isn't character driven, but like this is this is like a singular character study. It was, on, yeah, on Pearl. Yeah, uh, I don't like the movie more, but I do think Mia Goth better performance comes from Pearl. Yeah, I think there's this one scene where she gives like this one monologue. It's just like, oh damn it! It never it never cuts away. <laughs> No, like, she's going straight through it for like 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah, it lasts like 10 minutes. It's just like, yeah. oh, damn. Like, she's not stopping. No, she, kind of, she's yeah. Incredible. Uh, no, she, she is. I would definitely give, give this a buy. Yeah, I would buy it. I mean, I obviously, I, I bought it too because, you know, those, I try to stay up on, on all that. Um, I bought it. I really enjoyed it. I liked X more. Um, nothing taken away from it. I think, um, you know, Goth was fine in it. I just, I really just enjoyed X more. Um, because I did feel sometimes in Pearl we got a little bit slow wrapped up in some of the stuff. Do you know what I mean? But it was you a know. solid film, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's definitely worth a buy. But X, I just feel edges it out just a little bit more. And uh last one, three thousand years of longing. This is the uh George Miller directed film uh in which a college professor played by Tilda Swinton meets a genie played by Ilder Selva. And uh, you know, this conversation that uh you know really kind of changed the worldview of both characters. Uh I really enjoyed this movie. I did too. I did too. A lot of people like straight up hate it. It's beautiful on the screen. Man. Oh, this 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 film at the experience is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, it was, it was so vibrant. The colors, just everything about it. Great performances from uh, Alba and Tilda Swinton's fantastic in anything she does. But uh, yeah, yeah, this 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 is an absolute buy for me. Absolutely, I, I would buy it too. It's it's a really good film. Like I said, kind of ignore some of the. Uh, there's a lot of hate for this film. I just see a lot of like bad reviews on it. Um, but uh, definitely check this one out this is definitely something that you need to watch probably a second or third time to kind of grasp the whole entire concept that i think you know uh that they're going for in this film 
Uh, yeah, and the uh, the uh, next the coming up this week, uh, this Tuesday, we have two films releasing. First of which is The Good House. I had to look up what the hell what the hell was for a second until I re- I remembered what this I remembered. Uh, this is the uh, romance film starring uh, Kevin Klein. Is it going to be over? Did you see this one? No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, thought, I was hoping you'd see it. No, I missed no, it. <laughs> All right. Good. Uh, talking about the film we, we, we both did see, uh, Bros coming out, yeah. long, which makes because like this, this didn't come out that long ago. It makes me sad that this, that this, come, that this is already out on Blu ray. Yeah, because it definitely should have been out in theaters longer. But uh, yeah, you know. this, this movie absolutely tanked on its release. Unfortunate, uh, man. Yeah, I'm seeing because uh, I like, came out. It came out like late September. It's already out on Blu-ray, which is like not not good. Um, but yeah, this is the film written by uh, written by and starring Billy Eichner yeah. uh, as a uh, podcaster who is uh, trying who uh, enters a relationship with this uh, guy played by Luke McFarlane. Basically, it is a it is it is one of the very few uh, Hollywood uh, studio made gay rom-coms. It, it was marketed. It was originally pitched as the first, but like, that's not, if you look at it really not the case, but it is, it is, you know, a still a big deal. Uh, this is also an absolute buy for me. I yeah, really yeah. Good, bros. No, it is. It's a, it's a good buy for me too. Um, the romance between the two characters, um, it is really, is great how they set it up and it is a little bit longer of a run. It's almost like a Judd Apatow type film. Uh, where it does, I think it runs a little bit long. Is it like two hours and some change? It's a little under two hours. Oh, it's under two hours. Okay, okay, never mind. It's it's not a Judd Apatow, but it had a feel of it a little bit. You know what I mean? A little bit, yeah. Well, I mean, Judd Apatow uh, did, did produce this, so that's probably. Um, but the, the romance, the jokes in it, you know, it's 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 a fun film. Like I and and like we said, you know, I just wish it would have gotten more views. Uh, just don't understand why it missed. Um, well, I mean, yeah, it's just well. The thing is, like, you look at the last like the last time a studio tried a big R-rated gay movie, it was Rocket Man. Rocket Man didn't do very well. Yeah, I mean, Rocket Man was good too. So Rocket Man was really good. Like, so, I, yeah. it's not it's not a diamond on the quality of the film. I, I oh love, yeah, I love Rocket Man. It just and it it just didn't do well. <laughs> and that's like that that that's just a fact. It didn't do well. No, but um, yeah, like I said, it's a fine film. I definitely would buy it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We, we we give that I give that one a buy as well. All right, moving on to uh, the rest of our news. First, we got to talk about the box office of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Uh, movie is currently crushing it at the worldwide box office. Let me get, let me get some numbers right right here for you. Uh, Wakanda Forever, uh, currently on its second week release, uh, has grossed over five hundred million dollars worldwide. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's currently the eighth highest grossing film of 2022. Jeez. Uh, let me see what it opened at in the States. The uh, uh, final opening in the States uh, was $181 million. So a little short of the first Black Panther. Like the first Black Panther was, was a phenomenon. So like yeah. that was just, just going to be a hard, a hard bar to clear. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that's I th- I think that this is it's great. I congratulate the entire Black Panther team. Uh, I don't love this one much as the first. I think it's very good. I don't love it as much as the first. Although, I mean, given what you, given what Kugler had to work with, he did as good as a job as I think he could have done. Yeah, I mean, when you lose your star like that, I haven't seen it yet. Um, it's another one. I, it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, you know, my my work schedule has absolutely sucked uh, as of late, and with us going to New York, kind of kind of 
came in between everything. I'm just like, Ugh. but yeah, it's, it's definitely on the list uh, with other movies I need to see. Um, but uh, yeah, just to comment though. Yeah. With Kugler, obviously losing, you know, Chadwick Boseman, I think that really, you know, how do you, how do you rebound from that? You know what I mean? So I'm kind of interested to see what they do um, and how they honor the character and kind of see where they go moving forward. How do, how do we, how do we do yeah, this? They, they do have a very clear direction where it's going forward. I think, like the thing with this movie is the fact that like you, you 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 know this was supposed to be a movie about the consequences of what happened in the first one yeah but then they had to re they really had to rework it so and then I, I feel bad for Cougar because like he, he literally had the script done and then he found out like a few weeks later that Chadwick passed away it's just like and yeah now, did they use any footage, extra footage at all of Bozeman at all for, for no. this? No, uh, okay. they, 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 everything you see about Bozeman is archive footage. Okay, I was just kind of curious if they maybe had stuff that they just didn't, they shelved from the first Black Panther that they maybe threw oh, in. Kind of like kind of like with uh, Leia. Yeah, in yeah I thought maybe. Skywalker. Yeah, I thought maybe they had some extra stuff, extra footage, just to kind of splice it in to kind of be like, hey, you know what I mean? Yeah, it would would have been nice, but no, yeah. Uh, okay. But yeah, I I I I I really enjoyed it. So but yeah, would definitely recommend giving it a giving a watch as soon as possible, Russell. I know. Uh. Other things to talk about. This is an old story. We somehow didn't cover it. I just totally forgot to put it on my list. Uh, I don't know how I forgot this, but holy fuck. Uh, we got word on who was going on, um, you know, with uh, the past of William Hurt. We got, we didn't know what the future oh, of yeah. Ross was going to be. Yeah. We somehow got word. I forgot to talk about it. Fucking Harrison Ford. Get off my character. Get off the, my damn plane. Get, oh, get off my plane. Get off my plane's own Harrison Ford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is he is currently set to, to portray the role played by William Hurt in uh, both Captain America New World Order and Thunderbolts coming up in the next couple of years. So, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's clear that they, that they had plans for General Roth in these next two films that they needed, that they needed him for. And rather than just write him out, I think that this is a character that you definitely could recast. Yeah, I mean, because he was, I mean, William Hurt was fantastic in The Incredible Hulk and as Thunderbolt. Oh, he, he was a great uh, actor. But yeah, like, for sure. It's not like a Chadwick situation where, like, recasting might have been. That, that's, your, like, that, that's your whole entire, like, that's your guy that you base that whole entire movie around. No, you could definitely do away with that. I mean, like, the, 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 the thing the thing that makes this, that kind of like puts in my head, or as a, as a you know, reader read of the funny books, uh, what you might not know, Russell, is the fact that in the comics, General Ross becomes a Hulk. What? Oh yeah, I think I did. I, yeah, I think yeah. I do, so like in, in the that. comics, there's a whole storyline where like he gets gamma radiation. He's Red Hulk. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, I knew so, that. Then. Yeah, so you know, I th- I think that given the fact, I think that the fact that went so out of their way to get you know get somebody to replace this guy means that they are doing Red Hulk. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely excited to see that. <laughs> and they need to film it quickly. They need to film it very quickly. I'm not trying to be a damper, but you know, time uh, is not on your side. No, time time stops for everybody eventually. But it's like one of those things where it's like you need to we need to get going on that. Uh, yeah. So I I think this is I think this is a I it's funny I heard rumors this happening. I'm like, there's no fucking way. That's and what I thought it, too because of the age, man. And then it got confirmed. It's like, wait, holy shit, for real? Yeah, because of the age, man. I thought there's no way in hell because Harrison's in his 80s. Yeah, or is he? Is yeah, he's, he's, or is he close to? Or he he has to be in his eighties. Let me see. Harrison Ford. He's got to be. Oh, he is eighty. Yeah. So uh, yeah, again, let's hurry up and hurry up and get that going here, man. 
you're you replaced a, you replaced a guy who passed away at 71 <laughs> with a guy who was 80. That's what fucking Kaz Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be, he'll be the next fucking replacement. He'll, he'll he'll replace fucking uh, Harrison he'll Ford when he, when he when he decides to quit. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Then they could have put uh, uh, what Lloyd Bridges when he was still alive, or not Lloyd Bridges? Um, Bridges. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Kirk Douglas because Kirk Douglas was like 103 or 101. Replace <laughs> him after you can keep getting older and older. Get and older. older. <laughs> Oh damn! Oh, shit. Yeah, definitely excited to see Harrison Ford play this character in future movies. Yeah, it's nice to see. I mean, like we said before, we joked around, man. Every it's going to come to a point where everybody's connected in the whole the circle of the Marvel universe, man. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, next thing we need to talk about. Uh, this is a bit of a uh, bit of a sad story we're talking about right now. Uh, Chris Hemsworth has announced that he is going to be taking a step back from acting. Uh, for a little bit, uh, he recently found out that he he has certain genes that make him very susceptible to Alzheimer's. I, I did not hear this. Wow! Did you, okay. you hear about this? No, this is like okay. This is the first for me. Wow! Yeah, like so. Oh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to find the exact the exact name for it. Uh, hold on. Yeah, so like he has like and yeah in in his in his genetics. Uh, he has these two genes that are very like early. Uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, he has two copies of the gene APOE4, which studies have linked to an increased risk for Alzheimer's disease. So he's trying to you know take a take a break to you know, take care of mental health, try and you know see what he can do for himself. So yeah, huh. as a result, he's going to be taking a step back from acting for a little bit. It's crazy. I mean, good. I mean, good for him to you know catch it early. Uh, yeah. he's, I mean, he's younger, so obviously he can bounce back faster, but yeah, you know, you gotta, gotta take care of yourself. No, absolutely. Uh, which means you're probably not going to see, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, I, I think he said like, this, this means he's probably going to be out the door store fairly soon. Either that, or maybe he's just going to do cameos for a little bit, like just do a little bit like small parts, kind of like what Guardians did in, in the, the last door one. Yeah. Maybe. Not, I, that, I, that, I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, uh, Hemsworth, take, take care of yourself, man. That's just yeah. tragic to hear that, but I'm rooting yeah. for you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, next thing we're talking about is uh, Russell, our prayers have been answered. Princess oh, Diaries 3. Oh, yes. Now in the works. Man, I didn't even see, I haven't even seen the first one. And I don't even think I had. I, I definitely didn't see the second one. The first one, is that with Anne Hathaway? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now uh, what? Uh, uh, was it Catherine Hathaway? Or Julie Andrews, never mind. Catherine, Hepp- Catherine Hepburn was way dead at this point. <sighs> All right, Chance. See, I didn't see it, okay? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, knew it was, it, damn it. <laughs> I knew it was somebody like some really, really, really old famous actress. At the time, well, Julie Andrews was, but she's still. She, uh, I, she, 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 I, she was she was older at the time. She's, All right. Never mind. Sound of music sound. I'm sorry. Sound of music sound. Of music sound. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, but yeah, I never saw the first two. So uh, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, like, this is gonna, this is going to be well, the, the first one's really good. Like, I would recommend seeing the first one. Now, is this going to be a direct to Disney Plus type thing? I would imagine, okay. but I'm not positive. I mean, uh, they they, ha- they haven't said yet. The interesting thing about this 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 is gonna be the first one without uh, director Gary Marshall, who did direct the first two, and sadly is no longer with us. That's right. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, we don't know. Uh, but yes, uh, Anne Hathaway is going to be back to reprise this role, which funny thing about but funny thing about this is the fact that like she's well, spoiler alert for Prince Darius too. Sorry. Um way to go. I'm sorry, she is not yet confirmed to return, but I, you can't do this without her, so yeah, she will be. <laughs> uh so yeah, uh well, spoiler alert for Prince Prince Darius too. And ends with her becoming queen. What are you doing? What are you doing? So like it's not well, it's not, it's not, my, not my fault you didn't see it. Um <laughs> Why didn't tell you? I didn't ask you to dig spoil. Oh, you're you ruined it. <laughs> Damn you. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm very curious as to like where it's where it's launching, who's gonna be involved. So this 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 this, this very well could work. It's gonna sure. take a lot, but it very well could work. Sure. I I have nothing to speak on. I need to watch it, but the, the second one's been ruined, so I don't yeah, know. That, <laughs> oh, this the second one ruined, ruined the second one, I'm not gonna lie, but Watch the first one. That shit, like, <laughs> like, watch, watch with Ella. I think she really like it. All right. All right. Uh, next piece we're talking about today. Uh, there is a Snoop Dogg biopic in the works at Universal. Uh, well, <laughs> hold on, hold on, because I was like that. But then I heard that who's involved in this directing? You have Alan Hughes, like of the okay. Hughes brothers. Okay. And writing it, you have Joe Robert Cole, who was a co-writer on Black Panther. All right. So well, yeah. The combination of those two makes makes a lot of sense. Yeah, a little bit more at ease with it, but still kind of crazy that we're yeah. Okay, sure. Well, my 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 question is, and this is this question I'm curious because you did have Snoop Dogg and Straight Outta Compton, who was played by a now established actor. So my question is, do you bring back Lakeith Stanfield to play Snoop Dogg? I mean, I mean to keep the consistency. I mean, I would. Why not? If you, if you want, if you want to, if you want to, it's cinematic universe. Yes. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> you I mean, gotta, not uh, gonna lie, I would want to see the Key Stanfield play Snoop Dogg again. Yeah, and then that Tupac movie was bad. Tupac, the Tupac one was bad. Yeah, man. Which was which was cinematic universe in and of itself because you have that notorious. <laughs> on me, not you. Stop <laughs> me. <I'm> just... <laughs> I just want to just want to clear the air in case everybody was wondering, Ross, what did you know? What did you what did you make a big <laughs> He was he was way more notorious than me, that's for sure. Uh, but I like Notorious. I thought that was good. I did I did like Notorious. That one was I, I, that was a good movie. I would take that over Tupac. Absolutely. Which is funny uh, because I would not do but, that in real life. No, because I like Pox music better than Biggie. But I, yeah. they're they're both damn good. Um, but uh, I like Pox music more. There's just more hits to me. But the, I mean, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, I I think I I love the combination of Hughes and Joe Robert Cole. So I'm excited to see what uh what they what they put together. And yeah, I would I would actually like to see Lakeith Sanfield come back to play Tupac again. To play the time. Yeah. Play uh Snoop Dogg again. There you have it. It's it's gonna happen. Uh, next piece you're talking about. Uh, in the category of what the fuck, uh, reports came out that the uh, for the budget of Fast X. Uh, now, Russell, if you had to guess, what do you think this movie costs? That's oh, gonna be something ridiculous. Uh, I'll go three hundred million. <laughs> what kind of peasant film do you think we're making? Seriously, wow, uh, five hundred. Okay, not okay, no, <laughs> no, we're not, we're not that crazy. We're not All that right. crazy. Uh, budget, budget on this is. Three it currently listed as three hundred and forty million dollars. Jesus, wow! Oh my god, that's crazy. So if we're just like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, like you. What is this money going? Is my question. It's, it's literally the same thing that you've been filming. Like it's the same exact stuff. Like actually, let me get let me get some some numbers. I'm actually very curious as it pertains to the rest of the Fast franchise. Uh, I gotta look on while you do that. I'm gonna check the uh, first one. <laughs> How much did the first one cost? I got you. Do, 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 do. All right. Okay. So the so so, so here here are some budgets. So. This would make it almost expensive as the last two fast as the last two fast movies combined. You ready for the budget of the first one? Yeah, thirty-eight million. Jesus Christ! <laughs> wow, so that you, is insane. Yeah, so you can see where. So it went from thirty-eight. So let's see, two fast, two furious was. What, what was the first hundred million dollar fast movie? Was it, was it Fast Five? Fast Two was seventy-six. See Tokyo Drift. It was probably the fourth one, I'm guessing. Tokyo Drift was 85. I'm going to go fast. Fast and the Furious was four, right? Fast and Furious. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say five was the first one to cost over 100 million. I'm going to go fast and the Furious being it. Let me see here. Fast and Furious. 85. Okay. You, I think you have a shot here. So fast five. Let me see fast five here. Dun, 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 dun. And for the win, let's see. Yep, one twenty-five. Fast Five is the first one. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, Fast and Furious was the, the fourth one was pretty pretty good too, though. Fast like I thought, wait, Fast and Furious and, and Tokyo just cost the same thing. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought was crazy because Fast and the Furious for sure was way more. I thought way more better than the, the Tokyo Drift. Where where the where the hell did the money go for Tokyo Drift? Uh, clearly not on the screen. Yeah. What all, all the first fast to, to all the first fast to cost two hundred million? Let's go. So okay, so Fast and the Furious six was might as well break it down for everybody. Fast yeah. and the Furious six, we are looking at one sixty. Okay. All right. Um, I, I'm I'm betting it was seven. Was seven the first one to cost two hundred million? It would probably be. I would assume so. Fast and the Furious seven was. 190. Son of a bitch. So was it fate? Fast, fast, fate. fate F8. 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 Fate was 250. That's oh, a huge, shit, that's, a, that's a fucking, that's a 70 million jump from that. That's what crazy. The, what the fuck? Well, yeah, where's my question? Is like, where my question? Yeah, my question is, where is this money going? Okay, so, and what, Wait, what, so what, did, what did F9 cost? F9. Yeah, F9 was the last one to come out. F9. F9 was. They they took a step back. Their budget was 200 flat. And you know what? I bet it was The Rock. Oh, The Rock leaving. Yeah. I bet, yeah. I bet that's where the pay cut came from. Could be. Okay, my okay, but my question. Okay, so like get F9. So you're looking at 140. Okay, so this is true. You're looking at a $140 million jump. And you don't have the rock coming back. And you don't have the rock coming back because he won't work with Vin Diesel anymore. Because he had to mess that up. Yeah. My question is like, where is this going? And like, I'm okay. We're we're gonna we're gonna put this in perspective. Are they bringing Matthew Perry into it? Matthew Perry. I'm just kidding. Because maybe because <laughs> he, he talked shit on Keanu or whatever. Did he? <laughs> what did he say about Keanu that everyone was all like butthurt about? So he he said like, why is it? It's something on the lines of like. Why does River Phoenix have to die, but people like Keanu Reeves get to live? 
It, they were just like, oh, damn, that, was, that, was, that, was, that wasn't even necessary. Like, Keanu doesn't bother, like, anybody. Yeah, just like, like damn, what, what, what the hell's your deal, Matt? What the hell's your deal, Matthew Perry? Did I, did I ever tell you, like, do you ever see how he takes pictures? No. Uh, Keanu Reeves? He always has his hand oh, out. Yeah, his hand, like, hovering over the person's shoulder? Like, like out. So Because you can't ever say that he, like, inappropriately touched anybody or stuff like that. He like, covers his ass pretty well, man. Going, like, going uh, great legs to not catch a case. But, like, okay, so. Dude, I'm telling you, like, he'll take he'll take pictures with, like, a, these attractive girls or whatever. Oh, yeah, like, no, had, I, he, I've he, seen him. I've seen him. Like, I know you're yeah, right. He, he clearly has his hands out. Yeah, he's not, he's not catching a case. So, okay. So, putting this into, into perspective, uh, Put this, put, this, put this into perspective for uh, people at home. Uh, this, so if this is correct, this would put uh, Fast and Furious as the f- fourth most expensive movie ever made. Okay, fourth. Yes. You're gonna say, Russ? What are the other three? <laughs> <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't going to, but sure. What are the, what are the other three? Avatar got to be upper. Actually, no. Really? Okay. Uh, okay. Avatar's a lot on her. Okay. Uh, Hold on. Where, t- where, 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 let me see. Where does okay? Ava- wow. Avatar's only only twenty four. What? Three? Is this is this for inflation too? No. Okay. Um. For, any of the Avengers movies? Yes. Uh, Avengers Endgame. Yep, that's one of them. Okay. Um. Not Titanic. No. Uh an expensive movie to make without Avengers, man. I, I have no fucking clue. Well, there is, there is, there is another, another Avengers movie. Uh, Infinity War. No, surprisingly. No, really? Um, no. the first Avengers 2012. No, no. Age of Ultron. Which Are you is serious? Wow. And that was like the worst one. That's, that's literally the worst of the Avengers movies. I think. And, and it, and yeah, it's it maybe the worst, but it's also the most, it's also the most expensive. That's crazy. What, what's the other one? What's number one? Uh, one is the most random one, and it's one we reviewed. It's Pirates of the Caribbean on, on Stranger Tides. Are you serious? Yes, that is that, that currently holds the record for being the most expensive film ever made. Stranger Tides. That was the, full, the fourth one. Fourth one. The next to last one. Yes. Wow. That's crazy, man. I never would have. I never would have. Never would have gotten those. Yeah, it's, it's, I thought for sure Avatar would have been way higher than twenty four. That's crazy. It's 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 a, it's a sound guess, but no. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm just I'm just very curious as to how the hell we got to this point. Well, I'm glad we broke it down mathematically for the listeners. The the Fast and Furious budgets, man. So you're welcome. Uh, next piece you're talking about. Uh, Netflix is gearing up on the new franchise. I I totally forgot they had the rights to Narnia. I did because they haven't done that. Oh, done wow, all yeah. Yeah, uh, but what? they are currently eyeing one Miss Greta Gerwig to direct the first two films of their new Narnia franchise. So that would either make that that would either have her do the Magician's nephew or and Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe, or it would have her do Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe and Prince, and Prince Caspian. It depends on, on whether or not they want okay. to go with the order of the books or the order of releases, which is what they did with the first with the you know what, how the, fir- the first two movies, and then they bailed after. Well, actually, no. no. Wait, they did three, didn't they? they did three. Voyage and, the Don Treader. And, and Don Treader was the third Don book Treader. released. Okay, it's the fifth just, book chronologically, but it's the third book they ever released. That's crazy, man. So, yeah, what do you think of Greta Gerwig uh, branching out into fan? It's a fantasy filmmaking. I think. I think definitely. I think she should. I, I think. She, I mean. I think she'd be good at it. 
Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I love to see your track. So I, I think why not? And the fact that Netflix owns this. So, I mean, I, I, I like the fact that maybe we can actually get a get the ball rolling with more films. I mean, the first the first one was fine. I like the line, the wish and the wardrobe it was fine. Um, I don't remember seeing Caspian. I like that one. I don't remember seeing that one. Like I said, we'll have to. Yeah, I, I got to revisit some of these YA properties. I, I, and I don't and I know I didn't see the, the Dawn Treader. Yeah. I only saw the first one, but anyway, I, I liked it enough to where it's like it would warrant a, a good, you know, a, a good release on Netflix. Why not? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, th- I think that you know you could totally do something, do something with Narnia again. My question is, who do you get? To, who do you get to voice Aslan this time around? Because like you have some big ass shoes to fill with Liam Neeson. Just get Liam Neeson. Just get Liam Neeson it. again. Yeah, I mean, he's just making Liam Neeson, you know, uh, genre films. I mean, why not? I mean, not gonna lie, I wouldn't be upset if they got Liam Neeson in the end. It's just like, damn, why not? He's in his seventies. I mean, it'd be an easy, easy paycheck for him. Why not? Yeah, that's true. Uh, it, was, it was funny. I still, I still have this. Uh, I still have this fucking uh, most expensive films list. And yeah, I'm looking. Look, there's a section here that says most expensive back-to-back productions. Uh, Avengers is not on. The, Avengers three and four are not on here. But, really? Well, the reason it, it doesn't qualify as a back-to-back production, they didn't shoot back-to-back. Oh, so we're looking at probably some Hunger Games going to be on there. It is on there, yes. Hunger Games. How about some Twilight? Twilight is on there, yeah, number seven. Uh, back-to-back. Uh, that's all I got. Yeah. So, uh, just just, just, <laughs> just for clarity's sake, and so seven, seven to seven, it's, they only have the top seven, so. Uh, seven to one, you have the Twilight Twilight Breaking Dawn Part One and Two, The Matrix Reloaded Revolutions. Oh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter is number five. Okay, that would make uh, sense. Four is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Okay. Three is the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part One and Two. Two wow. is the aforementioned uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest and That World's End. Two and three. Yeah, two and three because those, those did you. Back yeah, that's and right. Number one most expensive back to back film production is. The Hobbit trilogy, six hundred and twenty-three million dollars. I watched the first one. You never seen the other two? Nope. I'm finding so much. I'm finding out so much about what you haven't seen today. <laughs> uh, he's like, I'm writing all this shit now. Um, no, it's just that first one was so just so slow, oh, slow, slow, slow. I just I couldn't take it. Uh, next thing we're talking about is uh, something that you may or may not watch. Uh, we got the full cast for the upcoming Star Wars series, The Acolyte, which has finally started filming. Uh, this is the uh, High Republic set show uh, in which a former Padawan reunites with her Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the, force, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever, ever anticipated. Uh, we got a full cast rundown for this, so... Uh, we are talking about Amanda Stenberg joining this, but a cast from her. We have uh, Squid Game's own Lee Young Jae joining this, Manny Jacinto uh, of The Good Place, Daphne Keene from Logan, Jody Turner Smith of Queen and Slim, uh, Dean Charles Chapman from Game of Thrones, 1917, and Carrie Ann Moss is coming to the Star Wars franchise in this series. Uh, this is set to release uh, sometime within the next two years, probably like t- like a late 2023, early 2024 release, and it's being uh, headed by uh, Leslie Headland, who de- uh, is the co-creator of Russian Doll on Netflix, which is a fantastic show. If you've not seen it, go watch Russian Doll. Uh, so, you know, here this cast list. What do you think? Uh, you, are you excited for the Acolyte? Yeah, sure. 
Well, I mean, definitely a star-studded cast for sure. Um, you know, I, I need to get caught up on some of these Star Wars shows. Uh, Dude, where... and- Andor's fucking awesome. And that's what everybody says. I, <clears throat> like I said, I need to get on to it. Uh, just... Oh, funny, funniest thing about Andor the fact that like like right now like the, they're I think I don't know if it's this week or like coming up soon but like they're showing the first two episodes for free on ABC and like FX and oh they're like, trying to get people to subscribe to Disney Plus exactly like like okay. that's some like drug dealer first taste is on me type shit yeah it's like we know you're gonna like this stuff and you're gonna subscribe to our platform so yeah yeah so the accolades on, on in the work speaking of Star Wars uh we got word that uh, there is a new filmmaker in the landscape of Star Wars, potentially. I think potentially because, again, we haven't heard word on a Star Wars movie in a very long time. And it is Mr. Sean Levy, uh, who is currently looking to direct a Star Wars movie. Uh, this is coming off the back of, you know, Free Guy, The Adam Project, and the word that he is directing Deadpool 3. So there is a very solid chance that Ryan Reynolds does appear in Star Wars. <laughs> it's getting crazy. Things are getting weird. Uh, but what do you think? What, what do you think about a Sean Levy directing Star Wars? Yeah, why not? I think uh, be something a little bit different, a little different eye. You know what I mean? Uh, he definitely has a good, has a good eye for like action humor. So I think that would be that would blend well uh, into the Star Wars. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of cool, something different. You know? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited to see what he would do with that. I mean, I'm excited for Deadpool three. I want to see what he does with that with that shit. That's, that's gonna be, that's gonna be crazy for but, sure. Excited to see what he does with us with a Star Wars film. Something else I'm excited to see. Uh, we got some word about some people just about somebody joining across the Spider Man across the Spider Verse, the end of the Spider Verse sequel. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya has joined the cast. He's going to be voicing Spider Punk. Uh oh, he is cool. a punk rock version of Spider Man. Uh, that's really about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I. I Definitely a guy who's not really known for doing for doing uh voice work. But I am excited to see this just because the dude's an awesome actor. Fucking uh, I always forget he's an Oscar winner. Yeah, he is, definitely. Yeah, some, some yeah, no, I mean he's absolutely an Oscar winner. But yeah, no, I mean that she joins the cast includes fucking Shmeek Moore, Oscar Isaac, Haley Steinfeld, Jake Johnson, uh Issa Ray, and Jason Schwartzman, among other people. So yeah, that's 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 that's, that's gonna be some good shit. Yeah, sounds like a. Uh, also, should be some good shit. Uh, we have word on who is going to be starring in Steven Spielberg's ad, uh, remake of Bullet. Uh, another favorite of the, of the show, Mr. Bradley Cooper. Oh yeah, playing the titular role. I like it. Yeah, uh, it's kind of crazy. Like Bradley Cooper, like as many like great talents he's worked with, never worked with Spielberg. No, it's kind of crazy. But he's been really just working with like. A lot of just different actors, you know, it's, or it's different, different directors. Like, yeah, it means how much I've turned around on Bradley Cooper as an actor. Yeah, way more serious. Obviously, was kind of you know you kind of forget him in Failure to Launch or Wedding Crashers. Uh, Back in the Hangover. Uh, what is it uh, about Steve? Oh, all about Steve. All about Steve. How come? How could you forget that? About that movie. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man, and obviously the Hangover, I think, really kind of turned his career around. I would say because it was more. I mean, because it was it was well received. Todd Phillips' Hangover. You know, I think that you know trilogy. I, I think I, mean, I think that won the Golden Globe for best comedy that year. Yeah, and I think the first Hangover really kind of turned it around for him. Um, just, just well, no, like, what, what turned around for him was Silver Linings Playbook. 
Oh, well, yeah, the one Silver Linings playbook came in. Like, uh, like that and Place Beyond the Pines. Place Beyond the Pines, which is just a fantastic movie. Uh, Under, underrated movie. Very underrated movie we need to talk about sometime because I it's a really it's a really great film that not a lot of people talk about. Um, and there's just, just obviously a star is born. Um, yeah, the, 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 the dude has like he went from being like a, like a, there's a stock guy with a chin to being one of the greatest actors working. He was also in that um, Midnight Meat Train. Oh, he wasn't Midnight Meat Train. <laughs> I remember seeing that at the discount theater. It only showed it at just this discount theater. I think tickets were like three bucks to go see it. But yeah, I remember he was in that. It was an early horror movie. Almost kind of like what Justin Long does now. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely his career has definitely really picked up. Absolutely. So yeah, definitely excited to see what he does with Spielberg at the helm. Uh, next thing we're talking about, uh, Tarantino has talked about his next move. Uh, he has said he's going to be instead announcing he's going to be doing a eight episode television series with Apple TV Plus. Yeah, which this is this is like a, a pretty you, knowing what you know about Tarantino the past couple of years, you buy it. Oh yeah, he, like he's been like really getting the stream between like the Hateful Eight, the Bounty Law show he's doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, this is I, I think streaming is a great platform for him. I hope he makes another movie soon. Yeah, I do too. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm I am excited to see uh, what he does for Apple TV Plus because I think the Apple TV Plus is like a great medium for like writers and storytellers. Yeah, and I think he, I mean, obviously, his self lends well to to that type of uh, you know eight eight part series or whatever. I think that lends well to what he could probably do with it. You know, absolutely. Uh, no wrong one that's coming out, but yeah, that's a, that's, that's that that's exciting, and I'm definitely interested to see it. And last thing we are talking about today, this came out today, and this is huge, huge fucking news. Uh, it was announced that only two years, being in time for two years, uh, Bob Iger is officially back as CEO of Disney. Uh-oh. Replacing Bob Chapik. <laughs> which, thank fucking God, because Chapik was the worst. Uh, yeah, like this, like Chapik was a guy who was clearly in over his head. He was a greedy, money hungry son of a bitch, kind of like Michael Eisner. But even like Michael Eisner had some good ideas. This dude was just no, no, yeah. everything he did, such no. Like, it's like when Disney is telling you to fuck off, yeah, you know, you fucked up. Yeah, you're doing something that's not right. Yeah, like his tenure ends after two years. Two years, Eisner lasted longer than this. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but still, uh, happy he's back. I'm I'm curious to know how long this deal is gonna last. Like, this has to be like a stock ever because like Bob Iger's in his seventies. Yeah, uh, I I don't know what they I don't know what the game plan is there. I, I feel like it's gonna be like a bridge thing, kind of like you know, like correct a lot of things that Chapik did wrong. Kind of you know, yeah, kind of yeah. like you know, bring right right the ship a little bit in the eyes of the in the eyes of the people. Yeah, um, like a like a like a good PR move, you know. Yeah. Right, 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 the wrongs. And then, yeah, when you find your next real CEO, retire a second time. <laughs> but, like, yeah. this, this is like effective immediately, which is shocking to me. Like, I've never seen Disney do something like this. Yeah, definitely, definitely is pretty crazy out of character for him. It's, it's, it speaks to, it speaks to just like, again, just how awful, how awful his tenure has been. As, <laughs> and how awful his tenure has been as a CEO. Uh, Chapik, you were the worst. 
good riddance. Bob Iger, welcome back. You uh, you 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 got a lot to fix, buddy. Good luck. Uh, and also, gotta wish good luck to uh, you know, ourselves because we did have to watch this this piece of shit film. Uh, I have a, c- a couple little fun facts for you here about the uh, about the about the some of the cast members. Ooh, and, fun uh, facts about thinner, yeah, because we're that's, it's now time for our movie of the week. This is thinner. Ooh. This is this is the film that I think has been on rotation, like rotation in every single one of our Stephen King polls. Yes, this film's called Diabetes. Pie <laughs> <laughs> <I> diet. <laughs> diet. Three point one. Three point one diet. Three point. Yeah, the Benjamin Button meets the Pie Diet. Benjamin Button meets Night Professor. Uh, yeah, so this movie came out in 1996. It was directed by Tom Holland, the guy who directed uh, the original Fright Night, the original Child's Play, and uh, the Langoliers TV miniseries. So someone who clearly is a fan, is a fan of King. And uh, funny enough, this is one of the books he wrote and like published under a pseudonym. Uh, it's never, that never bodes well for confidence. That, it doesn't bode well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is regarded as one of Steve, one of the worst Stephen King adaptations of all time. And watching it again, because I hadn't, I hadn't seen this one since I was like sixteen. Watching it again, it's justified because this film is quite bad. It is, but uh, we'll talk later about where it sits on the on the list. Yeah. So, what is it about this film that makes it so infamous among the King fans? Well, let's get let's get into it right now. Uh, this is thinner. We open up on our main character, Billy, played by nobody's here at Robocop, Robert John Burke. Yep. Wearing, let's just call it what it is right now, the worst fat suit oh, I man. have ever seen. It looks so blatantly fake that you you just you so know that he is completely in a bodysuit. It doesn't even even try to convince you that that yeah. Weird Al, Weird Al in the video for fat look more convincing than this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, he's a lawyer. He is overweight. <laughs> overweight. <laughs> he's not. He's not totally really overweight. Not real. Not just wearing a bad fat suit. Uh, and he's you know he's, tr- he's trying to lose weight because he's got he's got his wife and his kid. And he's, he's trying to trying to live long and prosper. So this is my my segue into it. So Lucinda uh, Jenny, that plays his wife, is married to Rob Zombie's buddy, Bill Mosley. Shut up. Continue. You ready for that? The daughter, Bethany Joy Lenz. She plays Haley James in One Tree Hill. Holy shit, that is her. That's her. As as soon as I saw her, I I, I recognized her because I love One Tree Hill. Um, She plays Haley, one of the main girls, obviously, in uh, One Tree Hill. I I thought I recognized her. Yeah, so that's where you recognize her from. Lucinda Jenny, I I just randomly, like, just looked and it said, she's married to Bill Mosley. Yeah, I'm like, holy shit, that's Rob Zombie's buddy. Uh, Yeah, yeah, just a little fun facts there. That's all I got. But uh, I I had to throw the One Tree Hill one out, though. That was the one that was really, uh, really glaring right there. Yeah, so uh, Billy is a lawyer, and he's representing some really, really bad people, mainly a mobster played by Joe Montaigne, who we'll get into it later, but is the best part of this fucking movie. Yes, I think he's the only one that thinks he's in a movie, that like he's trying, oh, I, I he, think, he's, yeah. No, no, he's the only one who knows what movie he's in. Yeah, because uh, everybody else does not or hasn't gotten a memo. Yeah, he's the only one who, know, who knows he's in a piece of shit, but we'll, 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 get, we'll get into why later. 
uh, we see that uh, you know he's very good. He, he got he got his client his client off. Uh, but at this okay, well that's that sounds wrong. <laughs> no, no, I, I was laughing because what happens later on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we see that there's also a parade of gypsies in town, which uh, you know is never a good thing. Yeah, because it happens all the time, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that common occurrence of gypsies. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so uh, we see that. Well, be able to like a really good scene where like one of the young gypsies like flirt like flirting with flirting with him from a distance. And like obviously she's she looks you know really good, and he knows that, and he's like staring her up and down, and then it just goes like like how did how did she even yeah, like, yeah. like 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 flash flashing him her pan her panties and shit, and they just like hey, middle finger. Yeah, it's like um, uh, it's like what are you doing? Like you were rallying them up, and like how did she even hear? Her? That's the other thing. How yeah, she right, heard? What are you doing? Yeah, there's no way she heard any comments that they were talking about with her. Yeah, but anyway, so uh, they're they're going. So uh, Billy and his wife are going home from <laughs> going home from a big dinner with a client. Uh, the wife decides to get a little frisky, you know, try and motivate her man to lose weight. Oh yeah, although this is the the best way she knows how. Oh yeah, good old roadhead. Oh yes, not sure if that's gonna be a. But funny thing, one, I'm not sure this this is a factor with how big he is. Secondly, like you see, like how like how like high her head is going I'm like how big, how big is his dick yeah i mean can, he can't even see it standing up let's go let's be real with it right come on but the funniest thing is though uh as it's going on the gypsies are going into the pharmacy because you know they need meds uh the uh it's, it's older gypsy and these these two old gypsies a man and a woman the woman goes out and <laughs> the <laughs> being distracted by the road head he's getting yeah, he just, he just, plow, just plows into her. Plows into her, man. Yeah, he was he was busy worried about his uh, his roadhead. So like this, really... like this, this scene should not be funny, but it's hilarious. It reminds me of a scary movie when I think they <laughs> does, honestly. Yeah, like they spoof. Well, I mean, I, I think they just spoof in general anything. But I thought it was kind of funny that uh, yeah, definitely oh, reminded to, me of that. Oh, I forgot to mention, which Rich, Rich, Richard Bachman himself makes a cameo as as the guy who runs the pharmacy. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 Mr. Uh, Stephen King himself. Yeah, no, no, Richard Rich, Rich Bachman, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he just made a cameo. So, uh, they, so yeah, they, they uh, go to court. Uh, the cop, the, uh, you know, King, uh, and the judge rule as an accident, so he is not at fault for what happened. Uh, so the uh, old Jiffy died is like, oh, no, fuck that shit. Just like, just like rubs his finger on his face. It's thinner. What? It just <laughs> walks by, and then he just like scurries away. Yeah, it's like it's like, dude, you you didn't wash your hands. Why are you touching my face? Yeah, not gonna lie. Like if like if if something ha- if something like that happened to me, I'd be like, I- I'd be confused for two weeks after that. I'd be like, yeah, you know what the fuck this old dude did to me? Yeah, it's like I don't even know if I would let it get to a spot I got touched by somebody though. Yeah, like uh, yeah, it's just like yeah, like it's like he, he just let this happen. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. This guy's like putting his hand. Like, no, it's like get the get the fuck away from me. Get, like, get the get the fuck off me. What the hell's wrong? Yeah, with you? it's like you're not gonna touch me with your old smelly hands, man. Yeah, like he he just lets it happen. It's like, what the hell? Like, do something. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, throw a punch, backhand, something. You're clearly setting yourself up for something that's not good. Uh, but uh, we see that uh, Billy's diet might be working. Yeah, uh, and he, he is yeah. he is uh, getting he is, he's, he's losing a couple, couple of pounds here and there. We gotta laugh though, because every time there's screen time with him and food, he has to be like he like like 
eats like he's never eaten before. Well, there's another, there's another thing. Like, like there's like a weird obsession with Robert John Burke and eating in this film. Think like, think yeah. like, you know how Brad Pitt makes eating look sexy. Yeah. Think or yeah, I think the opposite of that. Like, yeah, this would make you not want to eat junk food or anything bad. It doesn't want it doesn't want to eat anything. Like, yeah, I it's don't like, want to eat anything after watching. It's like, it's like the Super Size Me documentary. Yeah, but like, you know, like the, the most unconvincing shot of his fat suit are when he are when he's shirtless. Yeah, yeah, like like the, like the fat suit already looks bad when he's fully clothed. When he takes the shirt off and showers, like, no, no, nothing about this is correct. Yeah, they definitely uh, did not do a great job to to make you buy that he's overweight. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, he uh, his wife is seeing that he is losing weight at a super rapid pace, which you know, um, obviously raises some red flags. Yep, she thinks he got the cancer. <laughs> you think he's got the cancer? Yep. You go see a doctor, the doctor's like, nah, man, you're good. Just, uh, you know, you're just in like a weird period right now, but you're going to balance out. It's going to be all right. Don't even worry about it. Then we get, yeah, we get uh, the the dinner scene with him and his daughter. Like he's like eating like a madman, and just like, oh, it's yeah, just, it's, just, it's just unsettling to watch. And the thing watch, I watch this movie, I realize Robert John Burke is just not a good actor. Yeah, I mean, not yeah, definitely not in this one. Um, and it's crazy, like uh, how he eats so much, and like, yeah, the doctor's like, oh yeah, his blood works fine. It's like, dude, that would not be. Obviously, not be the. Case. I'm like, yeah, like that, that, that would not be true. Like, no, it's like, dude, your cholesterol, cholesterol is not the through the roof. roof. It's, it's yeah. insane. Yeah, it's completely crazy, man. Um, and nobody else seems that as alarming or jarring. Like he doesn't. Like he himself doesn't. Like he eats like a pig and literally is losing weight. Like it's just it doesn't make any sense. Um, and there's no concern on him at all about it. It was just really even more yeah, alarming. He just accepts it. He's just like, like yeah, oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm eating like ten or twelve thousand calories a day, and I'm losing weight. I was like, yeah, okay, you don't do anything. You, I'm you, like, that, like, like that, that. That doesn't make any sense. Like, what are you that's doing? Not, yeah, that's not normal. So, yeah, I just that that that's the other the other thing. I guess it just kind of like takes you out of the film when when it's like just completely unbelievable like that, you know? Yeah. So his yeah his wife his wife is his wife is concerned. Uh, but then he goes to see uh his judge. It was the judge. It was the judge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he goes to see, to see the judge. Apparently, he's uh, not home. Uh, he was told they, uh, he's telling everybody that he went to a Mayo Clinic out out, oh. out of states. No, it's not a mayonnaise clinic for you guys. Uh, no, it's not a mayonnaise. It's not a mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> they don't make sandwiches there. <laughs> Russell, Russell Crowe, where are you going? <laughs> I'm going to the mayonnaise clinic, guys. Going to the, going to the mayonnaise clinic. Gonna take Brendan Fraser to the to the Mayo Clinic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we we yeah we we discovered that uh, he the reason we realized he's gone because the gypsy got to him too. The one thing what it was, it was to him was lizard, and so like his skin started becoming scaly, started growing like fangs, and like 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 his nails started becoming like really sharp. Yeah, and it's like oh that's really cool. We're gonna see that, and, and you know for like a second later in the movie. Yeah, I mean it's okay. I mean it just doesn't. It's just, it's just not very real. Yeah, but just like it's, it's the, thing, the thing is, the thing is like they're failing to hook you <laughs> right now. Yeah, and like a big part of that is the fact that, and it, it, it gets worse as it goes on. 
Billy is just not a likable character. Yeah, no, no definitely really not a, a likable character. Um, and the thing is, he get he somehow gets worse. Yeah, I mean, he's just like a ruthless. Like you can see where, like you, you, you kind of like are on the on the side of the gypsy. Like you're not really rooting for him to find a cure. I mean, really, yeah. and you kind of obviously, obviously, you kind of have an idea where it's gonna go. Um, but you just don't like like his character at all. So really, you 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 feel like his his punishment's justified. You know, you do like because like Billy's kind of be kind of a piece of shit. So it's like, dude, you deserve it because you fucking killed somebody. And you and you knew the people. You know, you knew both, you know, you knew the judge, and that's how you end up getting off. So it was like, eh, I don't know. So they're just taking justice in their own hands, the gypsy way, you know? Yeah. So he goes to, to this, uh, this, uh, this ward, uh, this, in, this inpatient ward, you know, to be monitored. Like things are, again, things are looking fine. They can't figure out what's wrong with him. So I, again, would they give him all that ice cream and food that he was eating there? No. Like no. that's, yeah, that's the other thing I think is completely <laughs> what the, crazy. What the hell kind of ward is this? Like they're completely, yeah, that would be like him checking in AA and then giving him like uh bottles of vodka or bottle something. Of, like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like, dude, this this would not happen. So, again, it kind of takes you out of it a little bit. Um, just with some of these, like, why would you even add that in or why would you even break that in? You know, it's kind of stupid. Yeah, so he leaves to go see the sheriff who testified on his behalf, and we see that well, something happens, and like, like, half of his face is like boiled and blistered. And do you recognize the actor's been in a ton of stuff? Um, he, I'm sure he has. I, 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 I couldn't tell you. I think another thing I saw him. I'm sure he's. Sure he, Daniel Daniel Vaughn Bargain or Bargen or whatever. He died really young, I guess. Did he? Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> it said that he died uh, 64. He died from complications. Um, I think from go figure uh, complications from he was diabetic. Um, but he was in. What are the odds? He played. He played in RoboCop three. He was in the faculty. He played Chief Grady in Super Troopers. Uh, maybe that's where you know him from, the Chief. Oh, shit, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He was in uh, Simone. He was in The Majestic. He was in uh, The West Wing for a little bit, I guess. That's right, he was. Yeah, so he definitely appeared in a lot of different things. Um, it just one of those actors that you, you happen to, to uh, kind of click on. You're like, oh, I wonder why you haven't seen him. It's like, yeah, he's been dead for a while. He's like one of those under-the-radar deaths, you know what I mean? Oh, so, you know what, I, I, totally, I totally forgot. Fucking, fucking Robert John Burke is in Wakanda forever. What? He is, dude. Is he really? Yes. Wow. That's that's craziness. Like, yeah. You see where like these people got got from a helicopter, and like one, I see one of them just like that. Fucking Robert John Burke, and it, and it was. That's hilarious. It's like, dude, we're like, yeah. It's like thinner zone. Yeah, thin, thinner zone. Anyways, back back to back to thinner. So like yeah, we said, he's like like blistering, his skin's all cr- like cr- crusty. Yeah, he's like swollen, like half his body. I'm not sure what the what the gypsy whispered to this guy. Yeah, like uh, wa- uh, uh, water uh, intake, bad water like retention. I, I don't know what he what he said. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> ja- bloated, but only yes. half bloated. Yes, uh, uh, retains water poorly. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> He, uh, yeah, he he asked uh Billy to go kill the gypsy. Uh, he won't, but he won't take the gun. Uh, so he ends up shooting himself. Billy only looks mildly annoyed by this. Yeah, it's because, and, and it's funny because it, it's a, like a ba- it's like a background scene. Like he's walking, and he hears the gun go off. Yeah, and and that's that's all you get out of it. It's like, uh, okay. 
Yeah, so he goes home and we get maybe we get maybe the most disturbing scene of Robert John Burke chewing, which is saying a lot for this film. The scene where like he's like yelling at his wife, he's got a mouthful of a sandwich or something. Yeah, and it's like, oh my God, like again, he gets just so over the top. Like, dude, um, chew and swallow. Like I said, Robert John Robert John Burke, I'm not sure if like he's just not a good actor. He was in Black Klansman. Dude, he's like everywhere. He's That's crazy. He yeah. is, like, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. I, I'm sure he's a capable actor, but like he's just not good in this movie. Keep in, mind, keep in mind, this was a theatrical released film, too. It was. Yeah, which is really crazy. And like this, this feel, this feel, it doesn't feel like the kind of like Maple TV. It, it feels like a fucking, like a lifetime movie, like a bad lifetime movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, at around this time, uh, he also gets suspicious of his wife that he, he might, might be cheating on him with her, with his doctor. Which clearly, I mean, clearly, clearly the red flags are there that she is absolutely having an affair. Yeah. He just, he just happens to be there all the time at the house when he's not there. I mean, come on, let's put it together, guys. So he decides to go find the gypsy. Uh, so he, he looks into it and realizes that the only person who can lift the curse off of him is the gypsy who placed it on him. So he decides to yeah. go find the gypsy uh, once again in order to, you know, get the curse lifted. And it's just so stupid, like the the name that he gives himself, the the white man from town. Like, come on. Yep, that's right. It was the uh, the crazy white man from town, or something. Well, yeah, like. the, yeah, the, the funniest thing about about this scene, like he's found at a carnival, and the, yeah, the, the, the dolls, gym, which, which yeah, is, which is both like they got dolls, yeah. and like the granddaughter chasing him away with a weapon, weapon, a slingshot. Yeah, like like I'm talking like yeah. I don't, and I don't understand how it like, like, like this, 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 this is Dennis the Menace shit. Yeah, but like that slingshot, super powerful or some shit. Yeah, like a, like a super powerful slingshot. So like, yeah, ch- chasing, chasing him away. Like he's running like he's actually holding a gun. Like no, it's a fucking slingshot. And it's hilarious that like these dolls like literally look like him. Yeah, that are that that you can win in the prize rack or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he runs away, and then he gets met by the judge, who like you know we see like. We promised like a lizard man. What we see is a dude who looks like he didn't put off enough mo- on enough moisturizer. Yeah, he looks very uh, shaved. Yes, he looks he looks very chapped. Yes, and like this is a this is a thing that you see in a lot of Stephen King movies. Just just disappointing payoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's there if it was paid off right. Um, yeah, I like, mean the set, the setup is there. The payoff is not. And I guess, and this is like something that just, it's, it's just been a custom that we've been watching though. You know what I mean? Some of the ones, some of the bad, I mean, we've, we've reviewed a couple of his good ones, Stephen King adaptations, but um, the majority of the ones that we've, we've watched are just not good. Yeah. Um, so this is almost like a, you almost expect it, I guess it's cheesy. It's, it's, it's cheese, cheese, cheesy entertainment. Yeah. We see, yeah. It's just like a dude, like he's like gray his skin is falling off again. This could have been cool, but like just the, just the makeup's not really there. They definitely the, the budget was not a Fast and the Furious budget. And it was not a Fast and Furious budget. It was not even a Fast and the Furious the first movie budget. Yeah. Uh, what was the budget of this one? Which you can check real quick. Uh, budget was eight million dollars. I was gonna not, say, definitely not a Fast. And I was gonna say definitely single digits. I, I was. For sure yeah, anyway, go that uh, he goes to, to the gypsy camp, and just like, hey, get the get the shit off me. He's like, and the, gypsy, and the old gypsy is like. No, <laughs> like, well, like that's the other thing. Like you think go into there and like, like force it, like <laughs> like this. This was your whole plan. Like that was the that was the plan. You basically like talking shit and then and then like acting like an asshole 
is going to have him lift the curse. I'm like, oh, man, this is just not good. Take the curse off. No. Take the curse off. No. Okay. Listen. Well, then, then you know what? Then I curse you. You've been cursed by the white man from town. I'm just like, oh, my God. It's such a bad name. And then he gets, and then he gets like, sling, like, the daughter slingshots him, which I guess is a high power slingshot because like girls like yeah, because right it goes right through his hand. I'm like, dude, it's like a laser, yeah. like a laser beam. It'd be like a video game, like an like an ultra powered slingshot, and it turns into like a laser or some shit. Yeah. So he yeah. So he, he goes <clears throat> home, and the savior of this film arrives once again, Joe Montana. Oh, it's just it's he's just so out of place in this film, though. He is. He's, yeah. Keith feels like he's in a completely different movie than everybody else, but. Yeah. Do you want to know what's what? You know, the only thing that's worse than fat suit Robert John Burke is skinny, is skinny suit, skinny or skinny, skinny suit Robert John yeah. Burke. Yeah, saggy skin. Yeah, like the only thing that looks less convincing than his fat suit is the thing where he's supposed, he's supposed to be all skin and bones. Yeah, it's just, oh man. I will say, uh, modern day technology could have done this tech, this, this look a lot better. Oh, if this movie was made now or just even in the late, like early 2000s or like well, mid 2000s. I, 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 think, I think of what happened with uh, Chris Evans and Captain America First Avenger. Yeah, if you could do that. Yeah. Think of this. Put this into perspective, okay? A year later, Cameron sunk a ship, the Titanic. Was the next year, wasn't it? Think about it, in 97, okay? That same year that Thinner came out, uh, Aliens blew up the White House. No shit. Yeah, you're right. Independence Day. So think about that with technology and in the where same you're year. After. In the same year. Yeah. You get this Michael movie. Jordan, Michael Jordan play with Bugs Bunny on the basketball court. Yeah. And then the same year you get this movie. Like, come on, the technology was there. I mean, technology is still, I mean, it may not be the best technology, but 96, 97. I mean, that's where we started to see the, the pendulum swing in the uh in the uh special effects for sure. So you it, it was definitely it was definitely there. They definitely could have done a little bit more on this. But yeah, so Joe Montana, Joe Montana shows up and he's just like, okay, you know what? I'm going to help you out. They recruit this guy to go recon the gypsy camp. Yeah, he gets the back, and they recruit yeah. this, this dude at a random gas station. Like, how the fuck yeah. did you think that went? Of course he got found out. Like, this dude ain't no goddamn pro. Yeah, it's like you don't even do any, like, general background information that this guy's legit or anything. Or, oh, actually, no, because he knows him, though. Joe Montana knows him. He did know him, that's right. Yeah, but but still, I mean, the guy's... The guy that ends up getting made by them, that doesn't make much sense. He's not very good. Yeah, so he's like, okay, Ernest made the gypsies. And this is why Joe Montaigne is the best part of this movie, because like his character does not give a fuck. Like, he, he gets an assault rifle and goes and just shoots up the camp that night. It's just like, this dude's out of his fucking mind. But he's wearing, but he, but he comes, like, that's the other thing that I, I find crazy, that he comes back the next day to, so, uh, yeah. yeah, but he's wearing glasses. It's like a Superman where, disguise. Like the scene where he shoots up the camp is like, is just hilarious. Yeah, I like the gypsy said gun, and, and they end up shooting like the girl's husbands yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, first off, you see him. He can't talk because he's like they. They obviously they use that same trope in like what every movie where yeah. oh the guy that you know we'll, we'll roll him out and people are gonna be just frightened and they're just gonna shoot him right. It's like you know who the guy is. Yeah, right. and then she starts screaming, "Oh, it's him!" Oh! I'm like, oh, this is so bad, man. It is so bad. It's so so bad. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like, just like, just, just shooting the, just shooting the fuck out of this camp. Yeah. And he goes back the next day. Scott, but he has, but he has glasses on. It's he okay. has glasses. Nobody recognizes him. I'm like, dude, this is so, this is so bad, man. This is so yeah, bad. This is like, like some Superman shit. 
But like this girl, this girl's fucking stupid too, because she because she, she goes with him and just like, yeah, I'll go with you. But it's like they're not going to like an FBI like compound. They're going to like a fucking like a bad. It's like a, it's like a hut. It's like, dude, you're gonna like probably like attack her or sexually assault like, her or something. Dude. It's like, like she ain't going in there with you. Yeah, like yeah. No, like no no red flags. Okay, no, yeah, you, bitches are everything, everything you get. Yeah, and, and this just, is the like, same girl that clearly heard Billy's character like talk and say stuff sexually about her or whatever. Yeah, right. And she flipped them off, but she doesn't. She the 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 red flags aren't, also, aren't going like, off here. He exposed himself. He just like, oh yeah, I got I got the description of what the guy who shot her camp looks like. He showed a picture of himself. I'm like seriously. He's got his fucking mugshot in his pocket. I'm like, dude, this is so. What? I'm like, dude, this is so bad. I'm like, I just, oh, I just can't, man. It is what it is. I just, I just shake my head. It's just, it's well, so no, 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 the funniest part about this scene was like, like way he threatens her. He just like, he just, he threatens her with a bottle of not like, not like a gun or a knife. No, it's he like, threatens her with a bottle like, of fucking acid. But he fakes it the first time. It's like pop mixed with some shit, and it's not yeah. even real. But, and he but, throws but, it on her face. Has, yeah, but then he has an actual bottle that was like, where the fuck did you get acid? And then on top of it, she has her hands like this, like like she's like like she's being restrained, but she's not. And yeah. then and then and then she's like struggling to to to, to get the like beaker off of her off of her. And it's like, dude, like all you have to do is like no, go like this. She just like yeah. he like lays her down, puts the put the jar of acid on her forehead, and then just walks away. It's like, dude, you could easily remove that in like a second. Just like, it's, dude, like it's not that difficult. And then you could have thrown it at them. Like I just I. You wasted an opportunity, and literally, you give them enough time to get in the car and get away. I'm like, oh, this is so bad. This is so bad. Yeah, it is. Uh, so uh, he ends up getting uh, Billy another meeting with 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 the head gypsy. Yeah, and he's like, okay, you know what? I guess you win. <laughs> yeah, because so- I guess yeah, because he wanted to see he because uh, because they killed her daughter's love or whatever and she yeah. just he just wants what's best for his daughter and he knows he wants his daughter to be safe and he knows yeah, that he thinks this guy's so, gonna yeah. in so yeah in a way it, i'm not sure why this is the method you have to do this but you basically you take his, the, the, he takes his curse takes his curse puts it in a pie and yeah, it's like, like okay you gotta get somebody to eat this pie <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like he jammed the knife into this into Billy's wound, and all this blood pours out of his hand and into this pie. That's like it's moving like a tumor almost. It's like yeah, you can right. see it like moving around. It's probably the most. It's probably the, like the best special effects that we see. No, in this movie. Say, like, that, like, that, 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 that pie, that pie, like Paul saying, the best effect in this movie. Legit. But, like, it, but I, I don't know the, the, the way the way he says pie is like it's very funny to me. You take you take the pie. Get somebody else to eat the pie. And your yeah. curse is gone. It's like, um, okay. You just make sure he doesn't eat it because he's yeah. eats everything else. Well, no, before before he walks away, he's just like, How about you 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 should eat that? Die with some dignity. Yeah. And he's so just he kinda, like yeah. and he's just like, Well, you know what? I know exactly who to give this to. You kind of see that coming. He wants yeah. to get to his And he's like, wife. and he's like, uh, is he gonna target doctor? No, he's gonna he's gonna target his fucking wife. It's just like, what? Yeah, because apparently, because he knows, I, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, like, she's fine with him. And, like, she's like, oh, you're back to yourself again. And this and that. So, dude, she's cheating on you. Yeah, like, like you, you still don't like, know that for sure. But you're just like. You don't, but you're, yeah. You're going you're, like, with it, like, suspicion, but, like, you, you don't, like, fully buy it. But, like, like just the way Moomer trades it, like, he's still, he's still like a fucking dick. Yeah, yeah, still. I mean, and it's like, you know, you, you have a daughter too. So like you're 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 hurting your daughter in a situation as well because you're being selfish and thinking about that. 
So yeah, yeah so it's yeah. So he gets he gets his wife to, to eat the, to eat the pie. They go to bed, and the next day she he wakes up and she's like this like mangled like corpse. Can we ask why the fuck did he decide to like try to make out with her? That but that's that, that's the weirdest thing in this whole movie. I'm right, like, why? He, he's talking shit, and then he just like Frenches his wife's corpse, just like, dude. Like she looks like a fucking smashed strawberry. Like like her face is all like like pie. Uh, it's it almost looks like a it looks like a pie filling. Like like yeah, just caked on her face, man. And then like he's like right. licking it. It's like, what are you doing? But he go but he goes downstairs and Fred mentioned he told his daughter to go stay at a friend at a friend's house the night before. I mean, she didn't listen like that, huh? Oh, she didn't listen. Yeah, she didn't listen because he goes downstairs. He sees two two plates and forks in the sink, uh, and he eats. She ate. Uh, turns out his daughter ate a slice of the pie. Yeah. Uh, as well, so I'm not sure. Like, she's very vague on whether or not it has to be one because, like, they're supposed to die like pretty instantly, but she's still alive. To me, I think it. I think it. it I think the pie reverts back to being normal because uh, I think the damage is done. Which, which then begs a different. Why do we have the ending at the ending then? Do you know okay, what I mean? Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Because yeah, like, the daughter's still alive. We, you think she's gonna die, but we never got confirmation. Yeah, but so like then you, you, think, you yeah. think that's like okay. Well, like he's like fuck. What have I done? Okay, well, I'm gonna eat this pie. I'm gonna end all this shit. Uh, but then the doctor stops by. So we're like, oh, so she wants, she wants cheating on him. So so this doesn't look bad. Yeah, come everyone on. Everyone in this film is an asshole, and I can't root for any of you. Yeah, it's yeah. and he's it just like, you want to come in and join me for some pie? He's just like, come on. I'm not. Uh, nice. I'm not. I'm not being. Uh, what does he say? I'm not. Uh, not a, I wouldn't impose. I'm not intruding or I'm not intruding. Yeah, yeah. No. And then the movie just ends. Yeah, like just like sideways, only a lot worse. Uh, a very bad. So much worse. Yeah, a, a, a very very worse. Uh, it's like sideways, except awful. Yeah, like not right awful. <laughs> like not a good movie. So yeah, that was uh, that was thinner. Russell, final thoughts on the movie. Not, not good. Um, I don't. I still don't. I still don't think it's the worst, though, man. Honestly, it's bad. Don't get me wrong, but but, uh, dude, Dreamcatcher was pretty bad too. So I still think I still think this is the worst thing we've looked at so far. I don't know. Dreamcatcher is pretty damn clo- like close, just because of the fact Dreamcatcher's that Dreamcatcher's had... close. But I still think this is worse. Well, just because I had like really really high hopes for Dreamcatcher, because the trailer again call me crazy but i thought the trailer from when i remember seeing this movie in the theaters the trailer had this movie sold a way better film you know what i mean um i never saw this in theaters when it came out in 96 i think i saw it maybe it was on pay-per-view or something like that i don't i don't remember but i remember seeing it a little bit and then it had been a while obviously until you know i watched it recently but um yeah it's just not a good it's still not, not a good film um it, it, it kind of what we talked about it, it's one of those things where the st- that's what really fails with the Stephen King like even I would say even like as of late take out take out it in chapter two I think it probably be the more successful like of recent uh, Stephen King adaptations to actually do good and actually be critically received pretty well um, yeah, that he had like Dr. Sleep and like- yeah, Dr. Sleep was pretty solid um, like Firestarter obviously was awful that's why we put it on there Firestarter was awful Dark Tower was awful Dark Tower was awful um, what the hell else did it do recently I'm, 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 I'm looking at more like the recent Stephen King adaptations the recent Stephen King there was one on Netflix about the grass or whatever oh, it's, oh and the tall grass I mean, he's fucking is, dull is it, is it yeah there's that um, what was the other one there was the um uh, let's see. Pet Cemetery. 
Pet Cemetery was like, eh, it was okay. Dark Tower. I never saw. I never saw 1922. I, I heard that one's pretty good though. 1922. I never saw. No. Uh, Gerald's game's really good. Gerald's game. I didn't see. I know that was on Netflix. Carrie. Carrie fucking sucked. Carrie. Uh, I, Chloe Grace Moretz fantastic though. I, I I do like her. I, 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 I like her as I love her as an actress, but like I movie. just I the Julianne uh, Moore I thought was okay. It just it could have been a lot better. Yeah. But the the original I mean it's fantastic. Um. What else did she do? What else did they do? Okay, so the, the, so like these these are the Stephen King adaptations of, of the past ten years. So, you know, let's, let's let's go let's go as far back as the turn of the century. So, uh, you had Hearts of you had Hearts of Atlantis, Hearts of Atlantis, which was which I, did, which I which I didn't see, but I put it on there because I I was pretty sure it was bad. But yeah, so uh, Hearts of Atlantis sucked. Dreamcatcher sucked. Dreamcatcher was Secret, awful. Secret Window sucked. Secret Window was okay. I, I I'll go to bat for that one. I did like that movie. I never saw I never saw Riding the Bullet. I never saw it either. Uh, fourteen oh eight, which is really good. Fourteen oh eight was okay. Uh, Miss, well, Miss, which is really good. Miss was, uh, I, I remember not being overly impressed with that, but I, I did see that one. Thomas Jane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then you had Carrie, which sucked. Carrie. Uh, yeah. Then twenty seventeen, we had four: The Dark Tower, which was awful. Not, not good. It chapter one, Gerald's it, Game, twenty two. So everything else solid. It was solid. Uh, Pet Cemetery, which was okay. It, it was. I mean, it, you, it's really hard to mess that up. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the tall grass, which was just fucking. I didn't see holy shit. Uh, Doctor Sleep, which is really good. Doctor Sleep was solid. Firestarter, which is fucking awful. Awful. In chapter I, two. In chapter two, I forgot. I forgot to mention that one. Yeah, in chapter two. Yeah, chapter two wasn't that great. I thought the first one was so much. Oh, better. that's weird. It's not. It's not on this list. Really. Uh yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the wiki right now. It's not it's not listed here, which is strange. But yeah, yeah it's chapter two. I was not a fan of. Oh, you know what? It's it's probably it is one complete one complete thing. Is that what they're putting in? I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah, but like yeah, it chapter two, which is okay. Actually, I watched it again recently. It's okay. It's like I remember not liking when I saw. It. I really liked the first one a lot. The first one, the first one's definitely better. I I don't know why I just, I just had like an urge to watch to watch it again the other night. All right, we get through that the other day, I mean, but yeah, it's it, it's not bad. But like here's here's what they here's what they have coming up in the next couple in the next couple of years. So next year they're supposed to be releasing uh, Salem a Salem's Lot movie, which they have was they had finished. Okay. Uh, directed by Gary Daberman, who directed the third Annabelle. Now, how was that new stand? The new series. stand was actually pretty was actually pretty good. I like. I it. might have to check that out because I know we well you guys can obviously check out our old uh, review of the stand. That was yeah, a while the, ago the, that we the did original, that. The original the stand. Yeah, I, I was curious to see it because of the fact that we did watch that. I kind of want to see. Yeah, that. I actually, actually quite like that one. Uh, they're doing the Boogeyman, which is supposed to come out next year. Okay. Uh, and then upcoming adaptations that have been announced or slated, you have uh, the Breathing Method, another another version of Christine, another okay. uh, adaptation of the Dark Half. Huh. Um, let's see what else we got. Elevation Fairy Tale, which Paul Greengrass is set to direct. Okay. Uh, the Little Green God of Agony, The Long Walk, Mile Eighty One. They're doing another. Edgar Wright's supposed to be doing another Running Man, and okay. uh, James Wan is trying to do the Tommy Knockers again. Which, jeez. Uh, but you gotta think though. I mean, I'll I'll go to bat for the year the night in the nineties minus Misery though. They really didn't have a really good adapt like Stephen King adaptation hmm. for. Let's, let, let, let's see. From so the nineties, you had Tales from the Dark Side the movie, which yeah, not great. Misery uh, was probably the best. Graveyard Shift, which is oh yeah, atrocious. 
Needful Things was in the nineties. Needful Things, The Lawnmower Man, Dark Half, which is okay. Uh, actually, I actually kind of like Dark Half. The, you, you have Shawshank. Shawshank's great. Shawshank, so Shawshank, I'd say Misery probably would be your top. Uh, The Mangler, which yeah, that's, that's that one's bad too. Uh, Dolores Claiborne, which I think is vastly underrated. Yeah, because I wanted to put that on the list. You're like, hey, it's not actually that bad. I oh, no, you, you, no, you, 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 you put at pupil, which is actually pretty good. That people, yeah, I threw that on there because it was something. It was it was a it was more random. Like I remember watching it like recently. I was like, well, this is such a random like Stephen King, you know what I mean, adaptation. Yeah, I, I actually quite like at pupil, and then the Green Mile, which is really good. Yeah, so nineties were like there's a lot of those other ones, those made for TV movies that were really bad though too. Oh, the fact that like, the, the, the Shining with Stephen Weber. <laughs> yeah, like that. that. Yeah, it's there's just a lot. Of, like even the Stand, like when we reviewed that one, was kind of cheesy. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it was just one of those things. I still don't think. I don't know. It's between this and, and Dreamcatcher though for the worst for sure. And the I, best I, one, I, would, I would put I would put this over Dreamcatcher. I think I think this movie is. Just... And, and the best one we did obviously was The Shining. Obviously, yeah. It was the only one that we I think it was the only good Stephen King good, one. I think we talked about so far. I was gonna say I think it's the only one we did. It was really right. good. And uh, before we end the show, uh, Russell had this idea. So because we, we both recently saw Elton John on his farewell yellow brick road tour is going to be the last tour he ever does he's he's retired he's retiring now retiring from music he's, he's retired, retired from touring wants to spend time with his family the dude's like in his 70s he's he's earned it yeah uh, sure. but, you know, an idea he had uh is that we would do our top 10 elton john songs uh an idea he immediately regretted uh as he told me well no it was one of those things because he does so much yeah they have a wide breadth of work right, like that so um for sure give me your okay so we're gonna go 10 we're gonna go 10 to 8 7 to some, 5 2 to 3 okay that's all right four so we're good we'll, we'll go 10 we'll go 10 10 to 8 7 to 5 4 to 2 and then we'll do our ones. so okay do you want to do honorable mentions or no you know if, if you if you have any sure yeah i got five um so uh, actually, let's, no, let's, no, actually don't don't do it because like we'll this, do it after let's we'll do it after we'll do it, we'll, we'll do okay. it okay Wait, 10, 10, 10, 10, to, 10 to 8 all right uh do i explain each one as i go or do it a block you, 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 you can you can give it like a little brief okay number 10 i put sacrifice i know it's a, not a lot of uh, yeah. song that that really is underrated um oh. but to me it was my first exposure to elton john i remember um being a young kid, uh, having a, a Sony Walkman and having the cassette single for this song, and always had a special place. I know it got me into it, you know Elton John as an artist, um, so I had to put that in there. Um, number nine, I have I got Daniel. Oh, uh, that's and, a great pick. Yeah, number I got Daniel's a, a great song. Um, it's just it's a it's a nice mellow song. Um, it's always a, a guilty pleasure Elton John song. And number eight, I got Benny and the Jets. I got a little bit low, but um, it's still a fun song. Uh, it's still one of uh, you know, it's just it's so iconic with him. All right, so uh, going to my number ten. My number ten is "Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me." Okay, this is a song that I I didn't I didn't love it for long for a long time, but then I like listened to it again recently. It just like it just hit that much harder with me. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's just like a real. I, I love the way the song builds on itself. I think it's I think it's a really. I, I love I love the lyrics too. I think the you have the great backing vocal track to it, uh, and plus the instrumental is just phenomenal on that. Yeah, my um, number nine is I think is an underrated one. It's a Mona, Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatters. That's a good. That's a good. A solid one. Yeah, I think I think that I think that one's a really great look at look at look at artistry and look at you know heartbreak and stuff like that. So I think I think it's fascinating. I like that. That's a good one. And another one, I think another song I think is underrated is "Take Me to the Pilot." Nice, okay, yeah, I love that song. It kind of goes back to Elton John's earlier, you know, 
uh, uh, elevation of like, you know, like, like religious type thing, sort of like a religious type feel to it, you know, like a church type feel to it. So I, I love the instrumentation of that one. So yeah, I, I, I think that, I think that's really, I think it's a really great song. I dig it. Uh, number seven for me, this train don't stop there anymore. Um, I like that song. I'm a big fan. I love the music video, Robert Downey Jr. Um, Is he yeah. Or no, no, no. I want love. Take it back. Disregard. Um, I think, was it Justin Timberlake in one of the videos? Was he? Oh my God. I think he was. Maybe. Or am I, am I, am I being completely, look this up. Cause I, I feel like an idiot if I, if I, if I mess this up. But I, th- I swear I knew Robert Downey Jr. was "I Want Love." I'm 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 not thinking thinking straight then. Let's see. Uh, he, uh, he he he. Oh, he he was in the in the train. Don't stop here anymore. Well, it was JT. It was JT. Okay, I am. Yes. Um, I just like the lyrics. Um, you know, I I like the song. It's it's one of her newer one of his newer songs that I really just enjoyed. Um. And it's 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 different. I don't know. Just it's one of his ballad songs that uh, he he was, you know, spent his career, you know, just perfecting. Um, number six, my favorite uh, Disney animated film. Can you feel the love tonight? Obviously, Lion King. Um, oh shit! I didn't think of that. <laughs> um, uh, just it's it's so iconic. It's better of the two for that or Circle of Life. Definitely, can you feel the love tonight for me? Um, just so so iconic. Um, Always takes me back to the 1994, and just the, remember the magic of watching that movie uh, in in the theater, and just just loving it, and just still adoring it as much as I do now. Um, so I got that, and then uh, my number five, I got Tiny Dancer. Um, always a good song. Obviously, Almost Famous really kind of helped amplify that a lot more. But it's such a really great song. Um, it's it's a fun song to uh, to sing in a, in a bar, um, and it just it just again it just it just shows you how. You know how much Elton John can just really just—I guess—the sounding of his music. You go from slow, you can go to something like to to this where he belts out, you know, "Hold Me Closer," "Tiny Dancer." It's just, it just, it, it just, it's just such a great song. It's a good sing-along song. So uh, I put that at number five. All right. So uh, going to my number seven. My number seven is "Honky Cat." Nice. Uh, I think this is like a really fun, bouncy song. I think it goes back to Elton John's. Uh, it's it, it feel like a passion song for Elton John because he grew he grew up like really loving like kind of like country country uh-huh. music, yeah. So yeah, I do think that I I, I do think that uh, it's it, it stands out really well. The lyrics the lyrics to it about you know like growing up in a small town trying to break out, uh, trying to break out and find something bigger or like be something bigger. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's really cool. Um, number six might be some some people might think this is low, but. Uh, there's a song and I, I love this i love this song but there's ones i like more than it it's uh your song yeah i got that on my honorable mention oh did he, did he make your list wow no i got i got some bangers coming up man i'm sure i'm sure you do but, <laughs> uh, yeah man no, i i think that um i think i think this song is just i think i think it's just such an it's such an incredibly romantic song listen where, to like, the version that he does where his his birthday he does it with ronan keating oh really uh, check it out it's a live version it's a duet version of the song it's uh, it's fucking tremendous like it it'll it'll change the way you listen to the song um you'll have a deeper appreciation for it i guess i like that version better we just gotta listen to it it's it's, it's it was one I'll, from i'll, I'll um, look at yeah. it but yeah i think yeah. I, I, I think it's like you know when you have not when you can't give some when you don't have like you know you don't have the ability to give something somebody everything you think they deserve but you know you yeah. have this song that's all yeah. 
yeah I, I think it's one of one of my favorite like romance romance songs of all time and like number it, yeah. five is i guess that's why they call it the blues again like again paying homage to his uh musical background like you know ours he loved and something i did i didn't even realize like do you know who you know who did the you know who does the harmonica solo for this for this song Oh, uh, probably Stevie Wonder. It is Stevie Wonder. I didn't know that. I, and I know that because of the fact that that's what Friends are for. He plays the same type of um, with Dion Warwick. Yeah. Um, that That's such a, a heartbreaking. So I remember um, my dad always told me that when we had to put our dog down that was playing on the way home. And so I always think about that. Um, that's what Friends are for. Like, obviously, your dog. Like, I don't know. But yeah. um, it's, it's such a great song. You know, yeah. such a great, great song. Absolutely. And I think they raise. I think they raised money for AIDS for that song. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. That sounds right. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah, but definitely knew it was Stevie Wonder. But a lot of these other people, I don't think would. Um, fantastic. Uh, it just shows you how versatile Stevie Wonder is music musically wise. Absolutely. It's one of my favorites. One of my favorites, like all time. Are we doing? Four, are we doing four, three, and two? Or are we just doing four then back and forth? We'll go. Uh, we'll go. We'll go, we'll go uh, four then back and forth. All right. Uh, four. Someone say my life tonight. Um, oh, good one. Just a damn good song about, you know, his troubled past, uh, just, you know, being reckless. Um, you know, I always I always like that. It's four o'clock in the morning. Damn it. Listen to me. Good. You know, I'm sleeping with myself tonight. Um, it's just it's just about his, you know, you know, his his unhealthy lifestyle. Like, you know, his friends are all passed out in the basement floor. You know what I mean? They're drunk or, or high or whatever on drugs. And it just it shows you just somebody saved his life. It just, it was one of those things where I did, I think it was like maybe a wake up call to his, his bad past. Um, I just, I really love the song. The, the lyrics are very powerful. Um, so I, I put that at number four. All right. Uh, my number four is border song. Nice. One of the first collaborations between him and uh, Bernie top, one of their first big hits yeah. uh, they ever produced. Um, yeah. I think that it's a very simple song, but it's also just a very, powerful one about you know coming to coming together you know like seeing past the different the differences of yeah. that, you know, that, that separate us and trying to come together as people i think it's a very powerful thing i love the whole you know the holy moses uh, uh-huh. chorus i think that's just i i think it's i think it's just beautiful and I, I i adore this song good that was a good pick number three i got don't let the sun go down on me i have a little bit higher because of the fact that i just this is one of my favorite duets i love the george michael uh build up to ladies and gentlemen mr elton john the crowd goes mm. crazy and he just plays the videos the music video is fantastic it doesn't give you goosebumps when they enter when he comes in with his hat and his glasses and he comes in and just starts you know uh starts singing uh, it's just it's a fantastic and it's a fantastic opening uh george michael is fantastic uh artist as well a beautiful voice um it just it's just so smooth in, in that transition in the beginning of it even the instrumental um just everything about that song it's one of my favorite duets and i think it's one of the best duets um so yeah i got that at number three uh my number three is i'm still standing nice uh yeah i'm still standing uh is a very much a metaphor for you know uh everything a very much metaphor everything he's been through in his life yeah and everything that he's overcome and the fact that like he is he is still standing yeah he 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 made he made it through he persevered and i just think that's such it's such like a it's such like a great statement song to say like you know i've been through a lot i've had a lot happen to me yeah but i'm still still here i can't get rid of my no yeah yeah, exactly yeah yeah Yeah, i i I think i think it's i think i think this is such such a great i think it really kind of encapsulates his energy and kind of his essence man i feel like we're gonna have the same top two songs 
Uh, I got I the vibe. I, th- I, think, yeah. I think you. I think you had one of mine, but we might have to say number one. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we probably do that. Two's Rocket Man for me. Um, just a, a fucking fantastic song. Um, and it just reminds me of. Um, I think it's it's just him. I, I want to say like I almost think it's a song about him being so high. You know what I mean? Him being out of this world uh with 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 his with his drug usage you know what i mean i think rocket man like just the way he talks in the, in the song you know mars ain't a place to raise a kid um you just it just uh, the song just speaks to you i think and i think it, i think the song to me the interpretation i get out of it is like dealing with the the uh, again the effects of just being so high and strung out that you you aren't on earth you know what i mean um i think that to me that's what i get out of it um, it's just a fantastic song, one that you can always go back to and, and, and sing at any given time. Uh, it's just it's a really great song. Obviously, they they liked it enough to name the biography movie that. So I think I think it's I think it's pretty good, pretty solid choice. Yeah, uh, my number two is one you had earlier, Tiny Dancer. Nice. Okay, that's okay. I think I think I think this I, I love the orchestration, the piano on this one. My favorite piano. Yeah. And this yeah. is a personal one for me because like you know I think it makes me my sister. Okay. Like you know, she's like she, I, she was always a she was always, she was a ballerina. She was, yeah. So it makes yeah. So it just like it always makes me think of her. That was always like her song for me. Nice. And, but even then, I think I think it's just a beautiful, a beautiful orchestration. Like have just like something that's so precious that you don't want to see, you don't want to see anything happen to it. Yeah, you want to guard it. Yeah, it makes it. No, I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, All right, so our, our number one, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, yes? No, actually, Metal Moments Rock. Really? Rock. What? Oh, man, okay, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road for me. Um, that's, that, that's a great pick, though. Just, oh, just a fucking great song, man. Um, I don't know. I just, I really enjoy the song. Um, and again, I think there's so many metaphors in there or, or like little little hints that he drops in there about his past. Like, when are you, you going to come down? Or when, when are you, you know what I mean? When are you going to land? Uh, wait, yeah. No, goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, gosh, we're mixing it up. I had to sing it in my head, but no, I think there's a lot of uh, just a lot of drug references, a lot of like just him being not around. I think having the regret of of losing life to like drug abuse, alcohol abuse, um, and it's like you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, just a giant fan of just the way the, the song comes together. Like goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Like goodbye fantasy land like goodbye like oz you know what i mean like back to reality you know what i mean um i don't know i just i i always just love the song very much um and it's one that i just i listen to i listen to a lot of his stuff so this top 10 list may <laughs> shuffle around once in a while yeah, I, yeah. I, I i like i said when i when i said i regret it, i'm like there's just so much work that we, i just didn't well, put in there that of songs yeah, well, i've listened well, to you know well, my, well, my favorite is always like always gonna be rocket man yeah yeah, I, I I just adore this song. I think, oh, I, think a, I think I think the song's goddamn perfect. I think, but yeah, yeah, just the I think the lyrics are fantastic. I love the whole thing. More like the, I'm not the man I think I am at home. We're talking about how like yeah, inside like he maybe like this like flamboyant like you know happy cheery go lucky guy, but inside like he was at the time he was like he was really hurting. Yeah, I mean, he going, yeah, he was going through a lot personally. Yeah, and the only way he expressed was his, was his music. Yeah, because he even had eating disorder too at that time too. He yeah, did, so. he was he was bulimic too. Yeah, yeah. So he was he was trying to you know get high get high above it all. Yeah, and it just it wasn't healthy for him. But this kind of his way to express to express like everything he was feeling. Yeah, uh, it's this it's the Elton John song I've listened to the most in my life, and it's the one I'll probably listen to like 
I'll probably continue listening to my entire. Yeah. Well, no, it's a, it's a great pick. Obviously, I had it up too. So obviously, I, I listen to it just as much. But yeah, definitely uh, some good choices in there. All right. So yeah, I don't mentions uh, for me, uh, Daniel. You you mentioned uh, Crocodile yeah. Rock's a good one. Crocodile Rock's damn good. Don't go breaking my heart. Good. Don't break my heart. Uh, yeah. Candle in the Wind, excellent. Candle, Candle in the Wind, I would have put up there too. I, yeah, that, I just... Candle was close for me. Crocodile Rock's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Benny and the Jets was close for me. Saturday Night's alright for fighting. Saturday Night, yeah, for okay. sure. And uh, yeah, that's, a, that's it for me. Uh, I guess that's why they call it the blues. Uh, fantastic song. Um, he does a duet again at that birthday celebration with Mary J. Blige. It's really good. Ooh, yeah, you need to check. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get you. I gotta get you to listen to some of these. Uh, they do duets on some of these songs. Oh my god, yeah, they're yeah. fantastic! They're I'll, fantastic. I'll go, I'll go and check that out. Um, um, your song, obviously. Um, like I said, check that Ronan Keaton one out. It's really good. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just a damn good song. It's about like I said, kind of what you said. You know, it's it's somebody who doesn't have anything but this song. Like they wrote this song. They love this person so much that they they're dedicating the song to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, and uh, you, yeah, and uh, Daniel. Daniel's a great one. Oh, Daniel's fucking fantastic song. Um, sad song, say so much. Big fan of that song too. Oh, and so, uh, sorry, the hardest word. Sorry is the hardest word. That's a good one too. Uh, believe, believe, damn good. Uh, Circle of life, I put on there too because I obviously love the Lion King. Um, I even like El Dorado. Road El Dorado. Not believe I didn't. I didn't think of Lion King. <laughs> I was just a shame on you, man. I just I, I was know. really disappointed. Yeah, no, but I, like I said to you, dude, he, how do you sum up? like 50 years in, in music like that's yeah. that's tough and you narrow it down to 10 songs like it, you, you can't um we could have made a top 25 list easy oh, with this. 100 um there's a lot of good ones that i didn't put on our man uh, <laughs> yeah but and, uh, yeah but yeah uh elton we wish we wish you luck. we wish you a happy retirement and uh if you uh, were not privileged enough to see elton john live on his tour well you are in luck because his final show at dodger stadium was recorded and live stream will be available for anybody to watch on Disney Plus. Yeah, so I'll probably end up rewatching the tour. I will definitely be looking yeah. watching it again. Absolutely. All right, but that's gonna do it for the show here today. Russell, get our plugs before we head up. Yeah, Notorious by Chance, the Facebook group that we put up uh, for you guys to vote on. So go ahead and uh, join that group. Uh, we're up to five twenty. I think we're, we're we're slowly cruising up. We're doing good. Um, also, Notorious by Chance on YouTube. We've already been talking about trying to get that back and running. Yeah, the, the twenty twenty three is definitely going to be your. We, we get back. To yeah, the content. Yeah, I just I want to grow that out. I mean, we have you know we, we have great ideas for the channel. So I think uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we 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 put pen to paper and we we make it happen. And if I made Twitter, Instagram, a chance worth underscore 91. You can check out uh, my other show, Left Side Strong, Saturday, where we break down all the action of the football season every Tuesday on the PJ Campbell Network. That's going to do it for us here. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.